everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am Sal. With me is my wonderful son, Axel. Bill, what color is an orange? <sighs> we did watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, not like last week, right? Ted, you bonehead. The... Its color is the same as its number, just like a lemon. Number? Name. Oh, number okay. Name, same that I got extra confusing right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, do you know what we're talking about today, kid? Uh, we're talking about going to this convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the last one we went to, huh? Mission Viejo. Nope. <laughs> close, but not that close. Uh, hey, we're going to talk about Star Wars Celebration 2022 a month too late because we were busy covering Kenobi and I just wanted to have an extra special guest on to talk about it who could share some celebration thoughts with us. That way it wasn't just us being like, remember when we were at the thing at the celebration? Oh, yes, uh, Father, I do remember, and it was wonderful. Uh, so we got a guy that we got to hang out with a little bit at celebration. Probably not as much as we wished, but, uh, you know, good times, as always. With us from the Bad Motivators, the Sith List, all kinds of great, throw the horns, <laughs> uh, Eric Struthers. Hey, guys, how's it going, man? It's going all right, man. How you doing? Man, seriously, I'm great. Things are hectic. It feels like they haven't slowed down a bit since I got home from Anaheim, but mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. So, yeah, everything's okay. great. Right on, right on. So, like, we actually got to kick it a little bit. And, like, we've met barely, like, you and me, at least, in passing. Yeah, two but, ships like, passing in the night kind yeah, of thing. We haven't been able to, like, actually chill. And this is the first celebration where we actually got to, like, kick it a little bit. Even though it, yeah. again, wasn't as much as it could have been. It was definitely better than none, though. That That's, is for that sure. That is a fact, sir. That and I got to tell you, for you guys, if you've never met Sal or Axel in person, it's even better than you could hope for it to be. It's They're just the best. So, uh, just in case you don't know, Mr. Struthers, you became one of Axel's like favorite guys because your show, Bad Motivators, drops on Wednesdays. So when me and Axel would make our weekly comic book trip, that's usually what was on the player. So like eventually he was like, oh, sweet. The bad motivators. Like, you know, the song would come on and he'd be like the bad motivators. Like, you know, and uh, so he got to like be excited about it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Strathers is going to be there and like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, like we know him. And I'd be like, yeah, dude, I texted him the other day, bro. Like, And he's like, oh, <laughs> like, that's cool. Like we should like totally talk. And like Axel likes music. And I was like, you know, this guy has like sweet metal hair and like plays really good guitar and axel's like sweet i like guitar also and um so it just like became a thing where he would look forward to listening to you guys and then i was like hey dude we're gonna like hang out at celebration and such um so that became one of our celebration highlights in fact sir was you oh and see you guys were one of my celebration highlights too that was one of our like when it was like oh check off the little panels to build your schedule we had like struthers on there somewhere where we were like hey like make sure we make sure we kick it with struthers today all right also we want to try to get into mando plus uh bad batch season two and tales of the jedi all right let's go um so yeah man it was a good time it's been a long time since the last celebration so it was also weirdly good to like see people in the community that we ain't seen for a minute like i see a raj all the damn time so i'm good but people like you people like that normally come to the big celebration stuff like um you know and and there was a couple that i missed like i i was real i really wanted to see haas 
So when he wasn't able to make it this year, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a bummer, man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But Sal, you're so right because it had been that was the theme of the entire trip for me. Eventually, became less about the experience and more about the people that I got to be with during yeah. the experiences. For sure. Because you know, here we were, and and because it, it wasn't just missing a celebration. Just, you guys probably looked out the window once or twice in the last two years. It's been kind of bonkers, man. And so Word. being able to have that many people together and you know fandom can look really crazy and crappy through a certain lens like if you if you're experiencing it through twitter for example but you know being there and being with all the people it was just everybody was there for one unified purpose and it was so great to see the people that you've met before and the people that you knew but didn't really ever get to spend time with yeah. and then make new friends along the way. It was, it was the best. That was the best part about it was being with people. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like, like after so long that we hadn't been able to do it, but also like, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm not probably great. I still see some of this online Twitterness, but I'm pretty good about like, I curate my feed man. people, right. you know, I, no, I don't need no static. I don't come on Twitter to see people, crapping on and complaining about whatever such and such thing that they didn't like of whatever such and such thing um hey book of boba fett was dope don't at me if you didn't like it that's your business go ahead yeah you know uh so i like the community that i kind of curate and the people that i'm close to that i like actually talk to and love having like i, I like hearing what you guys have to say week after week like that's why i listen to the shows you know what i mean like there's a lot of podcasts out there I know we're just one another drop in the bucket. Like there is about what, two or three Star Wars podcasts per person on Earth right now. <laughs> so it's like, true. Yeah, it's all true. Everybody can find uh, somebody to listen because there's enough voices out there. You know, whatever. It doesn't exactly float my boat. I'm sure they got, you know, 2000 listeners over there that that are doing just fine. Uh you know, but I really liked seeing like like you guys and King Tom and like uh, I I got to I I don't think I ever met Emily Lind, so I got to finally meet Emily Lind at a Steel's thing. So that was really really oh, cool. Yeah. I was looking she's forward to so that. She's so awesome. Yeah, she's another one of my favorite people to listen to. Um. Yeah. Once once again, I see Raj all the damn time. I see Les all the damn time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're cool. They're cool. But like, also like, I could see that fool on Thursday. Right. Yeah, you can only have pizza and beer anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's about to have a baby, so <laughs> this might be his last Thursday. <laughs> That's true. Sal the person. Sal the person? Are you talking about me? No, not you. Oh, you're talking about your your buddies. So you, there's some people that you've missed for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, real quick, we'll put that on pause. Just so the people know out there, where can they find you, Mr. Strothers? So like Seth. So like Sal mentioned before, my podcast, The Bad Motivators, and also uh, The Sith List every week. And uh, follow me on Twitter, at Eric Strothers. I tweet like once a week at most, so don't worry, you won't be inundated with craziness. (laughs) And uh, yeah, look me up there. Um, You can check us out at therogerebels.com. We have a Facebook page. Go like it. Please stop messing with the mic stand, son. I can hear it. Uh, we are the Rogue Rebels on Instagram and TikTok, and we are Rogue Rebels fam on Twitter. Yeah, that is correct. I, let's see. 
Lizzie has a podcast called the Star Wars Geek Girl. I think they're like all getting gearing up for their finals. So I think their uh, last episodes are coming in a little bit of, you know, like every couple of weeks or so. Um, but yeah, so that's about it for that. Axel, like I was saying, we used to do these cons all the time. We used to go to Long Beach like twice a year and then San Diego Comic-Con and then WonderCon because we were doing a show or we were doing Saber Guild stuff. So a lot of the people, we would see at all these events. And then when COVID came, like all that kind of stuff dried up. You know, there was what there was no events and like right. they kind of come back, but like not all the way, still pretty sporadically. And um, a lot of people we haven't really, really seen. And when Axel used to do these big events with the... Uh, all the booths, all the clubs have their own. The 501st booth and the Mando Mercs booth. Axel was a little kid and he loved to kick it with the Mandos. He would just be like, he would dress up as little Boba Fett. Like he would do a day with us as Ezra. And uh-huh. then he'd be like, okay, now I'm going to do Boba so I can hang out with the Mandos. On Sunday, I'm going to hang out with the Mandos. Okay, guys, I'm not going to hang out with you guys. Like I'm going to be <laughs> Boba on Sunday. So he would go and uh, the Mandos, they have a, they, one of the guy, one of the members, his name is Sal too. And he's like one of the OG, like, you know, he was a leader for a while of our, our local clan or uh, whatever of Mando Mercs. Uh, shout out to Mandagalar. And he was, uh, so he would be like, yeah, he can kick it with me. And he would like, they would hang out, like they would color pages. And he would just kick with the Mandos all day and just be happy to be there and take pictures with everybody. And they're like, oh, that's Boba Fett. But he's little, though. That's Boba Fett when he was little. <laughs> um. But yeah, so Axel got to see like some of those guys from the old days, and now he's like taller than them. Oh yeah, I bet that was a trip for him. Yeah, so these other like because Axel's grown up around a lot of these people too that we've been doing all these events with. Like they've been doing these events and seeing this little kid run around in an Ezra costume, and now like they haven't seen him for a couple years, and then we finally bounce back, and Ezra's taller than Kanan. You know, that's one thing that's wild with with kids. It because when people would see my kids, they're still pretty little. But still, when, you know, my son, when the way kids grow between the ages of like five and seven, it's pretty dramatic. Yeah. yeah. And so for people to see that. But yeah, especially with Axel, man, he's a grown ass man now. Totally, dude. He's he's like, yeah, (laughs) like we have to like I tell him to do like different stances. I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to start teaching you different stances so we can look good in photos together, son. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, So I'm going to do my little uh, I'm going to do my my legs are going to be shoulder width. You need to get into a little bit of a deeper, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> need to put you into a little bit of a, a wide stance. <laughs> Let's get you with a horse, son. Um, but yeah, but we, uh, for us, like getting ready for celebration. I've been working quite a bit, and normally when like we have a celebration thing, like we're getting all our stuff together. Normally we're like, okay, like, you know. Thursday, we're going to wear this. And then Saturday, we're going to be all rebels. And then Sunday, we're going to do something. You know, like we'd all have our costumes planned out. Um, This time, we didn't quite do that. But like we did. It's like, so we knew we were going to do all rebels together on Saturday. And then like we were sort of going to do our, you know, Axel was like, well, maybe I'll do Cobb Vance this day. Or like, you know, I'll do my Quinlan Voss this day. And things kind of got turned around on us. But. Like we just talked about kids growing. He grew so much that like I have to remake his costume. So oh, like, yeah. we're almost starting from scratch with Ezra. And so it turned into like, oh man, this thing is like six weeks away. Like I better get started. Which like back in the day, 
when I didn't work so much, I was able to, you know, I could knock out a costume in a week or two, maybe three, you know, like, okay, I'll, I'll start sewing today, get six hours of that and blah, 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 blah. Okay. I did the shirt I'll, and I'll lay the base coat on the armor. And then like that dries tomorrow, I'll start to do the weathering and then that, you know, uh, but with a lot less time, I was really like struggling to finish his costume so much so that like the morning before we went to the con, I was finishing his shirt. Oh, wow. You really you know, cut it close. Then. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot less time than I'm used to, you know, and it wasn't like a, a lot of the other times, you know, like by the second or third time I remade his costume, <laughs> I started like making them so that they could sort of like they could be adjusted. So I would make his shirt, but I'd leave extra room in it. That way, when he started growing out, I could take it out a little bit. Gotcha. Uh, but then he, outgrew, you know, then he put that shirt on. I was like, try that shirt on. And it's like, oh. That looks like a uh, like a little, tiny little tank top. <laughs> That's not what Ezra is supposed to look like, like or whatever. Um, so, like, I really had to, like, okay, well, it's time to make you a brand new one. So, Axel, let me ask you, with the potential for Ezra to be back, you know, in Ahsoka, is that is he a character you're going to continue to to you know costume as? excellent please elaborate yeah yes yes (laughs) as a podcaster could you give me more words definitely so like so like it it, depending on where he is you know because a lot of times in shows like if somebody's been lost in space for a long time what if he like has a full beard are you gonna grow a full beard i can spur my dad's that's fair i can like (laughs) here you go son yeah. Glue it to my face. I'll cut up like three dreads, glue one to each cheek. <laughs> yeah, there you chin. go. Uh, yeah. There was a time when, uh, so talking about getting ready for costumes and getting ready for these events, I would plan out my days. So I'd be like, okay, you know, Friday, I'm going to do season three Kanan with a full beard. Then Saturday, I'll shave the sides and just have the little like beard on the bottom and do season one Kanan. And then Sunday, I kind of shave everything down and I'll do Voss. So I'd have to plan my stuff around my facial hair. Man, that is dedication. <laughs> and then one day I was starting to like look into like fake beards because there is a uh, we have a person on on uh, in, in Saber Guild who they do Obi-Wan Kenobi uh-huh. and they do Luke, but they do it all with fake beards like and stuff like that. So, um. You know, with their costuming, they'll be like, oh, I'm going to be General Kenobi. They can be like Luke one day and General Kenobi the next day. And I'm like, oh, man, that looks really good. But they're really good at makeup and like doing their their beard like well. Uh huh. So I was like, hey, maybe I need to talk to them about like, how do I get <laughs> like I started looking at <laughs> fake beards. And then my wife was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm thinking like maybe I can just get a fake beard for like when I don't grow it out. And I can still do Kanan season three, like the day after I do Voss. And then she kind of gives me the look and she's like, is this, this is where we're at now? And like, now we're looking at fake beards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the line would be for my wife, you know, cause she's not into any of this the way mm-hmm. I am. And she <laughs> tolerates me having stormtrooper armor. And now I will say this: she did dress as Ray. We did a family costume for Halloween one year, which was really cool. Nice. But that's, that's not where she lives all the time. Fair. And, uh, yeah, if I think if I went there, she'd probably have me committed. 
<laughs> rightfully so but like it maybe like we need to i'm gonna do it like a little deep dive and i'm gonna start looking for like wonderfully like flowing blonde metal haired uh characters and i could just be like i'll send you a picture and be like hey dude maybe you can just try this one out and like see how that goes you know what i gotta tell you I, so just as an example whenever the celebration chicago in what was that 2019 uh-huh. i that was driving distance for me six hours five hours somewhere in there okay. so i took my armor with me mm-hmm. it really enjoyed the ride in the car i carried my <laughs> tote from the car into the airbnb and then when it was time to go i carried it from the airbnb to my car and drove back home i never <laughs> once took it to the convention center well because at that particular con they really didn't have a place set up like yeah, for the 501st yeah. the way they had in in uh orlando but yeah. i think man i need to look into something where it's just more like wearing clothes that look like Star Wars as opposed to yeah. being in hard armor. That way I can just walk around and be comfortable and all that. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I get, like Jedi is a little more, yeah, obviously like, way more comfortable than a stormtrooper. And like, if you don't have a, a partner or a person that you trust, you know, like getting into your teeth. Yeah, you can do it by yourself, but it definitely helps a lot to have a buddy like, hey, man, can you take the back of my belt real quick? You know what I mean? Like, I, like I've seen TKs get ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, I understand that there's a little bit of a, you know, there's a little bit of help that can be rendered. And there's a little bit of a wrangling that can be done. Oh, yeah. I need help with the belt and I need help with my shoulders. Those are the two main things. Everything else I can do in a pinch. But mm-hmm. you can tell the difference between, well, he didn't have anybody to help him versus, oh, somebody helped him just by one picture. You can tell immediately. Like one guy yelling at the con. Why is your detonator all crooked? Come on, bro. Have you ever even seen Star Wars? What's that about? Did you, like, almost use it or what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, he's raising his hand. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? You're talking to me? All of you. Uh, currently? A noodle between Ezra and Sabine. Ezra and Sabine. That's tough for me, man. Um, I, you know, I grew up idolizing Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. uh, and you know that's the really easy answer to go to. But it, it's it's sort of like what day is it? That's my answer is yeah. going to be. Yeah, different. and mine varies too, because like tomorrow, yesterday it was Ventress. Yeah, I can see that totally. Uh, so after uh. After Rebels, the the series finale, I really think that my favorite character was Ahsoka. But then, like, then the sequel trilogy, as it plays out, I love Rey. I yeah. think she's a great character. Yeah. And, yeah, it that's hard. Well, and then the Obi-Wan series, and you see how badass he is. I, man, I got a whole new respect for uh-huh. Kenobi so much good like this is just this is kenobi time right now i just yeah. i finished padawan uh that book that just dropped and it is it's like so interesting to see like young kenobi is such a like a. it's like it's basically about obi-wan when he's a padawan it's like he very first gets picked and he's like not sure like he still doesn't really understand his relationship with qui-gon yet they haven't quite hashed it out and he feels he's very like self-critical and self-conscious in a way that we don't really like in a way that any kid recognizes or any person that was a kid at one time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But like, it's a way that we're not used to seeing Kenobi. 
Like by the time we get to Kenobi and 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 Qui Gon, he's already like, Master, why are you why are you being a jerk to the council again? <laughs> like, Master, this time don't, oh, Master, you were supposed to be on the council, Master. Um, like he's already kind of like found his place. They they'd have that relationship where they can go back and forth and like get in those little arguments. But like this Kenobi is such a like. He doesn't quite understand his master and he doesn't quite understand the relationship. And then he also like the book takes place, like, I guess, very soon around the time where Dooku leaves the order. Uh huh. So like all of that sort of like and then he's like, is he going to is my master going to go with like I'm part of that line, too. What's going to happen to me if he leaves the order? Then I don't have a master. Then what? Like, who's going to want a Padawan that like, you know, um, but it's a really interesting story. It's a really good. It's a really good book. The audiobook is really good, as all Star Wars audiobooks are. But um, it's just like, I've been going through a lot of Kenobi stuff. And trust me, I'm the dude that's like, oh, they're making another Kenobi thing? Great, like, I need another Kenobi thing. But every time they do, man, I'm just like, oh, like, that was that was a pretty good Kenobi thing. I cannot uh, be upset at it. Yeah, the, the writing in the show, in the series, was so good. And especially, like, when you see the scene where he's doing like the Jesus pose and the rocks are all in the air behind him. Man, it, that like I said, I have a whole different level of respect for the character at just out of that moment. And that's why he's the master. That's why people call him master. And, you know, it yeah. makes me, you know, think about like uh, the last dragon <laughs> with Shona. Because <laughs> he, he got the glow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, what a great movie. That's good times. That's good times. Uh, Axel, who's your favorite character? Yaddle. Today. Today it's Yaddle. Uh, by the way, on Twitter, somebody was sharing a Yaddle interview for Obi-Wan Kenobi where they were interviewing Hayden and and uh, uh, Ewan, like dressed as a court, sort of Yaddle person. They were like, oh, yes, I am I am Yoda's brother, Yaddle. I, I retired and started a stick farm. That's why I wasn't around for the whole Order 6060. <laughs> um, and it's it's like ridiculous and hilarious as uh, one would expect um all right you made a whole ass trip for this i did a man came out from a different time zone to get over here to stay in in sunny california uh was your family mad that you left him <laughs> you know it my wife is surprised surprisingly cool about such things and that's one thing mm -hmm. I, I can say as we've got a level of respect for each other where she knows that i work hard and i work a lot and i she's like you you deserve this you should do it and the same thing with me like she was able to well not able to she really wanted to quit her job <laughs> of late <laughs> and and because it got really rough i mean i won't go into a yeah. ton of detail but just well, i know jobs yeah, but in the span of uh, like the last three months, okay, essentially everybody who had been there long term, say more than three years, which you know she was at like twelve years, yeah. another person that they're all gone. Oh wow, all of them. That speaks volumes yes. for how things are going there. And so sure I told is. her, look, I quit. We'll figure it out. And you know that's just. She was very thankful that I could be so understanding about it. And so, you know, she's the same way. Like, so here I head out to, to California and I spent, I was there eight days, mm -hmm. I think, or was it eight, eight, maybe eight nights, nine days. I'd have to go back and count. 
But I I made a whole deal of it. I got there early. I stayed with our pal Raj, and uh, he and Randy took King Tom and myself to Disneyland, which completely ruled. Neither one of us had ever been there. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, then did the whole con, did the, did the whole thing, and then stayed with Raj again a couple days with he and his lovely wife, Lorena. And, man, it made, like, everything about it was great. Now, my family was glad when I got home because Amanda was like, oh, sweet, I can run errands without these kids driving me <laughs> crazy. But, you know, it was, I was glad to be home, too. Yeah, yeah. So you got to, you hadn't gone to Batu or nothing, right? So you finally got to do that? Yes, exactly. I had never, ever and done it. you did that with King Tom mm-hmm. and Araj. I haven't even been to Dambatu with Araj. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Araj, Randy. Why don't and... we ever do Thursdays at Batu, punk? But you did go with Corey. I did. Well, I didn't go with Corey, but I found Corey on Batu, as one is wont to do. Um, Yeah, okay, fair enough. So, man, so, like, how was that, like... I mean, look, I'm not trying to brag, man, but you're talking to like the some OG Batuans. Right. You know, but um, like, talk to me, man. How was it like when you got there? It blew my mind. I, I mean, I knew that Disneyland was all, all of the stuff was going to be immersive and it was going to be top notch. And seriously, mm-hmm. like we got there, walked straight in the park and made a beeline. Yeah. For well, I know the route. So, so I Wait. didn't. So you, when you walked in, where did you walk in? Like, what was the first thing you saw? We walked on in on the opposite end of where the Falcon is, so that we saw that so basically you, last. So you came in through the forests. Um, let me think. Or did you come in on the first order side? Uh, we came in on the first order side. Okay. Okay. Keep going. It, and then, but the way they routed us around is, was so that we would yeah. see the Falcon gotcha. last. And we essentially walked in straight to Rise of the Resistance and got in line. Nice. And so, yeah, that I was floored at the immersiveness and how easy it was for me to just be like a 10-year-old kid and completely suspend any disbelief and just soak it all in from yeah. a like a love of the the fandom sort of thing. Yeah. And it was great. I knew I was going to love it, but I didn't expect it to, to, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. And, you know, I think Randy had posted a funny thing of just like King Tom and me smiling. And it was this real cool camera shot of him, like kind of walking around us. I think I saw that. And, and it was just seriously that, that was not staged. It was just like absolute bliss. And, uh, I man, it was hard to not like get teary eyed a little bit and being there. It was yeah. really something like the world. Like it is like, I mean, obviously you're walking in with a 50 other people in T-shirts, too. So like that part of it. But I mean, like just the the ambiance, the sounds like then they eventually you see the Falcon. But like. I hear the argument a lot about like, why didn't they just make it Mos Eisley? Like, I don't want to visit a place that I don't even know. But like, it just feels so much like Star Wars. And it's yeah. so beautiful in a way that, like, why do I want to walk around a stupid desert? Like, just because I saw it in a movie once. Like, and right. then it, when, once you do that, then you're, like, done. Oh, I I, I walked into, I, I sat at the cantina in the seat that Han Solo sat in. Like, and I, I really get the uh, argument that the uh, the creators did where they were like, hey, we want to make a place 
like where you want to make your own story or whatever that like that seems right. to be the inspiration uh behind the creators deciding to like not just make a uh hey here's a speeder bike ride and here's a uh you know uh an, an atst you can take a picture in front of like I can do those things at Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> right. You know what so I mean? I think, there, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that because they it allowed them to utilize the space that they had yeah. and and do something that didn't have to completely conform to something already made. They were able to put right. a lot of imagination into it and make it something that felt enough like every era of Star Wars mm-hmm. that there was something for everybody. And I think that's cool, man. I think that was a cool move. Yeah, I love it. And I just, I just love the like, I just love the ambiance and the vibe. Like, it's a something that I would consider, like doing the. Uh, I wish it was like back in the old days, because when you had a, a pass, you know, the annual pass or whatever, you could just be like, oh, I'm gonna go to Disneyland tonight and just go have a drink or whatever, you know. Like, right. I'm just gonna go sit at the cafe and read my book, because uh, the days that I've gone where I. Uh, you know, every now and then I have a lot of friends that live around here, obviously, and a lot of them work for Disney. And every now and then somebody will be like, hey, you know, I got an extra pants uh, pass. I'll bounce you out of pass, you know, and so I'll just go. Um, and like, I'll do my rides and I'll basically spend all day at Batu because like I just love sitting like I'll just go and sit. I'll order like one drink and I'll just sit at the uh, cafe for a little while just because like. I like sitting and I can kind of see the Falcon on the one side. I can hear the noises on the other side and I can like, you know, look down the little, uh, you know, like the little first order troopers are walking by or whatever. Um, and it's, it's just really nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you mess with the app at all, but like, I know Lizzie and Axel and Zoe went one time and they made a whole day of like doing all the missions and harassing Vimerati. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I started to harassing us. <laughs> Fair. I started to, but then I realized, like, I'm, this is it. I'm trying to uh, take this all in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I I was only going to be able to do it if I wasn't looking at my phone. Because this was it. Right. This was the one day, the one time. But if I could go multiple times, then, yeah, I think that I would definitely try to get in for that. Yeah. Because it's a, such a cool concept. The app is like actually pretty cool and pretty fun, but like, uh, like, cause the way that we do it is we go and we do whatever we're going to do in, in, we basically just hang out on Batu all day. And like, if you really want to, you could probably cover Batu in like two or three hours. Like you don't have to spend all day there, right. but we will, we'll ride the, we can ride both rides and then eat. And then we can just kind of play around on the app and just, it just kind of forces you to walk around Batu. Like, then you're just scanning little crates or whatever. And it's like. It's silly and it's fun, and uh, but it does get exponentially better, like on the Halcyon, because when uh-huh. you do the Halcyon, it like the app is almost, uh, it's like almost required, like you, you're supposed to do. Like the app makes it so much more immersive and adds to the story, and then you'll do little things like you can unlock doors and stuff on the ship with that. Oh, cool! So like that doesn't quite happen in in, in Batu. But still, like, we have a lot of fun just doing, like, hey, look, I'm doing a little mission for Hondo or whatever. Hey, I told the First Order guy to, like, fuck off because, haha, I'm not doing one for the First Order. Haha. Um, so that was cool. So good, man. I'm glad you got to experience by two. I love that spot. Um, I want to go every day. I want to live there. Yeah. Oh, I would love to hang out there yeah. all the time. And I, I tell you, I realize that I have got to get my kids there. 
Yeah, man. Especially like, with Henry is like prime age. Yeah. He's eight. They're basically like, the, this, this is like the optimum time yeah. for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Not that they won't appreciate it when they're older, but this is like, it, I actually told uh, Araj, I was like, you know what, dude? Like, wait till Malik is like eight, eight or nine. You know, then try to like finagle your wife into letting you go to the house, Jan. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, dude, that's that the time to so do it. Like, yeah. Um, so like I, we lived in a weird place because like Axel, we went with Axel and Axel is like not a kid kid and he's older. And I would like, I kind of wish that it existed before. Cause that would have been a cool thing to be like, Oh man, he would have like looked at it with his little kid eyes and like, you know, seen the wonder, but he was old enough to where he was just like, Oh, I'm going to go like hang out in the, in the, like, you know, in the cantina. And like he would disappear, you know what I mean? And then we could go yeah. in there and like pop by and he would just be playing a bunch of other kids in Savak, you know, or adults. And so like, it was kind of cool going with him older because he was able like to do his own thing. Right. Yeah. Like, make that, his that own was experience. A, that was a cool thing too. Like, yeah, like maybe he didn't get all the like magic of wonder, but he was able to do his own thing and not feel like he had to be tied to us and vice versa. Like, we didn't have to be like, well, the kid wants to, like, chase Chewbacca or whatever. You know, the kid wants to do the racing cars or whatever, you know. Right. Um, but, go ahead. honestly, I don't even think I want to go back to it as, like, an eight-year-old. Because I think that was good enough, you know. Yeah. I mean, I want to go back. Not as an eight-year-old. No, yeah. 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 I want to go as anything 21 and up. Because <laughs> I want to go back to the bar. Because that Mustafar drink is dope. <laughs> That's just me. Anyway. I would love to do the Halcyon. It's, yeah. We've been kicking that around and oh. trying to figure out a way we could make it happen. Because, like, just as an example of Celebration London, I'm out. I just can't. Right, I can't right. do it financially, but also because it's on Easter and I work at a church. <laughs> it's just right. not realistic. Like, I managed to dodge work on Easter for Celebration Orlando, but I think that was, like, my one time. The, yes, you will let you do this now, but don't ever... <laughs> ever ask again unless you're interested in finding other means of employment hey you know who's off easter everybody else yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, good time, yeah man. yeah yeah no i i i don't know like i would like to like like i said before like when we went we got to go but we were very lucky and fortunate and privileged i guess like that we got they, they 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 took us they were like hey do you want to go check out the halcyon and we were like oh hell yes we want to come check out the halcyon <laughs> now did you try to pretend to be cool oh uh, yeah i think we could do that probably <laughs> or were you just instantly like <laughs> eric i have never once in my life tried to be cool <laughs> <laughs> i got on that thing and i was like look how big the thing is like it's so tall look at the symbols on the floor this place is fancy I should have a jacket. Um, yeah, it was dope. I feel that, man. I do. I feel that so hard. I uh, get it. You don't have to raise your hand, dude. There's only three of us. Yeah, there's only three of us. Oh, you're raising your hand. You're going to talk? Um, what did Matt actually say to you? Oh, you're going back to this again? When yeah. you were disappeared? Yeah, what did okay. he say to you? Because, like, so, what are his exact words? Like... Uh, another thing that I do highly recommend on the Halcyon is like because we sort of went as a, I don't know, like 
press slash influencer slash whatever the heck we were. We saw a lot of familiar faces of people that we've known from all these cons and all these events and stuff. Uh, and Matt Martin, who we've known for a while, used to be StarWars.com. And now he's like doing comics and lands and storybooks and story group and all that. Um, he was there. So like it was good to see him. And he, you know, so we saw him like all throughout the weekend as he was doing his thing. And he like walks up to us because Axel had disappeared for a while. And he was like, yo, Axel is downstairs with like two things of blue milk. And he's like holding court with eight other people. And they're like, he's, he's like ruling the whole downstairs area. (laughs) 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 He was like, I don't know if you guys like want to check on him, but just so you know, that's what's happening. He's sort of become the leader of the underworld. That's Um, pretty epic, you know, and this is like the next day because the day before he was like, Axel is in the cantina and he's just like wrecking everybody at Sabak (laughs) because we went to go learn to play Sabak and these little kids were in there and they were like, they were like, you know, eight and nine and they just kept taking everybody's credit. (laughs) Like they kept beating everybody. (laughs) So they taught us how to play and then we got tired of it. So we left. And then I guess those little kids taught Axel to play. And then they left, and then Axel was beating all the adults. Like, because then adults showed up, and then Axel was beating all the adults. So it's like, you know, wheels keep on turning. Yeah, man. Yeah, we had. So, a do you lot have immediate? Of, do you yeah. have plans to head back already in in the works, or is it just something we don't have, you, you like, know? Your plans? We want to, because we want to go with Lizzie, and we want to go. But so, like, we're thinking, like, maybe when she's done with school, we can figure out a time when we can like make it happen. You know, because she couldn't come because she was in school, in college. And she's only got, like, a year left. So, like, maybe, you know, in a couple years, we can actually, like, save up and, like, book a thing. And, like, I think we'd like to try to book it with friends. Because, like I was saying, with that, with that, I think another nice thing was that we we did it with a lot of familiar faces. Right. So, like, I think that added to our experience. Like, we had so much fun because it wasn't just other people being like, well, they got a lightsaber in here. Um, it was, like, cool people that we also knew that we knew love Star Wars and, you know. Um, and then Axel made new friends with influencers, I guess. <laughs> or whatever. Guess uh, what? They're actually coming to California. They're actually coming to Anaheim. Good times. On my birthday. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll work something out. Uh, yeah, man. So like, I think like, you know, if we were going to try to, we would try to be like, Hey guys, we're going to try to go, you know, September 15th or something like, and try to put that out. So like anybody, you know, maybe a Raj, do you want to take your kiddo? Nope. Okay. Never mind. You know, cause right. it would be nice. Like the more people you have in there, I think the better experience you'll have. Even yeah, though I, I think, can see that. Yeah, yeah. Going with your family. will be fun enough. Cause it'll be me and Axel. And I'll make him show me how to place a bach while I drink a Mustafarian. Um, good times. I made them make me a drink. Oh, like, and because, like, they don't charge you unless it's alcohol. So this fool was like, hey, can you make like this? Like, and he, so he was having them like, run, uh, I don't know. Let me, uh, I'm going to talk to the kitchen. So the guys from the bar were running down to the kitchen to like try to make him whatever because he asked for something special. <laughs> They really tried. Yeah, man, they did. I'll tell you what, the customer service of there is not bad. I know it's Well, bad. let's face it, for yeah. the amount of money you're giving exactly. them to do it, it very yeah. well it should be. Yeah, we, we yeah, like I said, he had blue milk in his hand like the entire time. And uh, we were kind of like we were doing the like thing like, well, if you don't drink blue milk all day, you're wasting money. 
Oh, it's so easy to get trapped in that mindset. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Well, I should grab more pretzels. <laughs> yeah, good times, dude. Um, anyway, we we're trying to talk about celebration. Got a little sidetrack with the two. All right. So you got to do Disneyland and all that like before you even got to celebration. So you were already like in the zone, huh? Oh, yeah, man. So that was the day before opening day and uh, went, did that. It totally ruled. And then that night I went to the Airbnb that I was at with. Mm -hmm. So like with different people. Okay. And uh, then the next morning we didn't really have immediate plans for what we were going to do going to the convention center. And uh, the fortunately, like getting through security and all of that at the at the con was pretty painless, yeah, all things considered. Mm -hmm. And we get in there and uh, I hadn't gotten in the panel lottery. I got in the big room once and I got in the overflow for something else. I can't remember what. And. So it's like opening day and you've got whatever that first panel was. It was, uh, oh, the Lucasfilm published or, uh, 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 yeah, you know the one I'm studio, talking about. I have yeah. it written down here, literally. Studio yeah. Showcase. That's it. That's the one. Ding, ding, ding. And so we just went up this escalator because that is one thing I'll say, like the signage was not particularly great <laughs> for getting around the convention center. And so Araj and I, end up going up this escalator and end up walking right up to the end of the uh, overflow line for one of the overflow rooms. So, okay. and here's the thing, man, I will say this about the convention people, you know, they like to complain about how this was run or that was run, but they genuinely wanted to get as many people as possible into these things. And so they're not giving away all the spots in those lotteries. They have the lottery so that some people can get guaranteed the spot in there. And then they do their damnedest to try to get all these people in that want to be in there. And so we got ushered in and it was great. We got to see the whole panel. I mean, admittedly, it was streamed to this room. Yeah. Yeah. But but here's the thing. And you guys know just as well as anybody, when you're in a big room, even if it's live in front of you, if you're not super close you end up watching the imag screens yeah. anyway yeah and so like it's ultimately not that big of a deal to not be in there because you're still in a room with a ton of people who are super into it yeah, and for sure it, and so then we so we got to see that and then they handed out wristbands to come back and see the first two episodes of kenobi that night so what's not to love yeah all immediately i'm like <laughs> this is the best day of my life except okay. for yesterday this is the best day <laughs> And that was a great start to the whole thing. And so after that, I didn't really care what I w did get to see or didn't get to see. Yeah. Nothing made like, me. My day is bombed till 7 p.m. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it, yeah, whatever happens, it's yeah. all good. Okay. And so that was a great, a great start to the day. And again, I, it, it was because I was there with my friends. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, yeah that's sure, what man. made it, man. And, like, I was able to just casually run into a lot of people that, like, okay, I'm making nice. a checklist of people I hope to see at this. Collect them all. And, yeah. <laughs> and I ran into, like, Ben Hart right after that panel. 
I run into him just it, just not long after that and get to see him for five seconds. But uh-huh. you know what? I saw him. That's all that matters. And, nice. you know, at that point, we're just hanging out, waiting to see who we see, who we know. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to think about with a place that big, how many people you actually manage to encounter that you do know. Right, right. I mean, yeah, it's 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 always like funny and it's like a weird little... But then again, it's like, it's a Star Wars celebration. Like, if you stay rooted to one spot, you know, there's going to be 400 people that walk by. You might know, you might know five of them. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And how easy it is to spot each other in, in that sea of right. people right. is pretty crazy. But now I will say this. One thing, and I bet you guys get this all the time, but I... We, we said going into this on, on both podcasts, the motivators and the syphilis. Now, listen, people, if you see us, say hi to us. We're nobodies, right? <laughs> we want to meet you. We're just people. And then inevitably, I get the message post-celebration. Hey, I was right next to you in the cattle shoot line for this or this. I wanted to say hi, but I didn't <laughs> know if I should. It's like, you didn't know if you should. Of yeah. course you should have. I'm That's just some you like, dumbass you, who likes Star Wars. You turn black and like brush the stray locks of metal hair <laughs> out of your face and they're like, you didn't know. I told you you should. <laughs> you, you know, something I thought was super cool uh, in day one, too, is seeing Yvette Nicole Brown, who if you guys don't know who she is. Yes. Uh, she was Shirley on Community. Oh, we like and that. We love that show. We've are in the middle of probably like our 10th watch through of the entire series. We will put it on when we eat dinner. And to, so to see her host in the panel and then finally making the connection, well, wait a minute. She was a voice in the Freemakers. In the Freemakers. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's so killer. That's so, that's so neat. I can't remember her name. Uh, Yeah. uh, Valerian. Valerian. That's all. It's a dope name too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. so, yeah, we watched the show and I think we, you know, we were due for a rewatch. We hadn't seen that show in a minute. It's good. That's good times. Me and Axel love that show. The rest yeah. of the family was okay with it. Here's how boring our dinners are now. Everyone chooses something. Uh, it's not boring. We yeah, end up with is. good stuff sometimes. Dude, we got to watch the final four episodes of the Clone Wars last night. Yeah. But oh, nice. I made a good choice. Right, I made a good choice too. Bill yeah. And Ted. Oh yeah, we watched Bill and Ted: The Excellent Adventure. Then my wife gets her turn, and she's like, "We're watching an episode of Elementary, which is not bad." I've heard that's pretty good. It's not bad. It's not bad. Man. Now, have you seen uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music? Is that the newest one? Yeah, I liked it. It's all right. You didn't like it that yeah. much. I thought it was I wasn't. Good. I wasn't super keen on it, man. I, I don't know. I felt like it was sort of about nothing. That's fair, but I mean, <laughs> like, I don't expect like. Arte, you know, from a Bill and Ted movie. You know what I mean? Like, even if you go back to the other ones, you're like, this is fun. But yeah, I didn't really like Bogus Journey. I think Bogus Journey is my favorite. What? I like yeah, Death. That's a I good really one. like Death. You do like Death. Death is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not the character. I just mean in general. <laughs> just in general, dude. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Okay. So, I don't know if you remember this, but... I had to work. I wasn't able to get that Thursday off. Yeah. And I work close sometimes. I work in different areas, but usually in Anaheim. And I remember that day, 
I was basically like right on the other side of the freeway. I could see the tops of the, I could see the pictures. I could see, I could almost <laughs> see the convention center. And I was literally like, yeah, gotta be half a mile away and just going like, I want to be where the people are. Oh and yeah. I could see exactly, where that would be. Yeah. You're so close yet so far. And I was like, everybody's there right now. They're all doing the panel right now. Um, so yeah, the panel that you got to go to, you got to see, you got to see the Obi-Wan and Anakin and then talk about all that. But the big drop that like we at home got to see was like, oh, there's Andor is coming August 31st. And we got the Andor trailer. Yeah. So man, was it good. Right away, dude. I love the sound. Like, and I hate that because every time this happens, like when Solo trailer came out, I was like, no, that music is fire. Movie doesn't sound anything like that. Um, trailer yeah. music is its own animal and I can't trust it. But the sound of like awesome percussive craziness that is the Andor trailer, that gets me right where I live. Oh, dude. It's so I just watched it yesterday mm-hmm. uh, with Henry and I forgot how great it was, you, you know, because the music and the percussion and the music is laid out with the physical action on the screen. Yeah. And that is so rad. The way that they play it. And I love like the idea that it's like this signal, like, you know, like just all of it, dude, like the underground rebellion, uh, like Andor is something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, y'all know I'm a fan of Mexicans in space. Uh, and like Rogue One is probably my favorite Star Wars movie. Like, I can see that. Yeah, that it's really well done. It's really good. And there's a. uh there's a like, I hate using the stupid word that people like, I hate using gritty, but like there's a realness and a, a, I guess like there's an authenticity to Rogue One where it feels like the stakes, it, it feels like these, nor- like, so we're so used to following Jedi and these people who have great destinies and all this stuff. It is really good to see these people doing what they can to make a difference. Um, right they they're the most relatable yeah from uh, these are normal people who are doing extraordinary things um and since then we've gotten the like word of like season one is gonna be 12 episodes season two is also gonna be 12 episodes season one is like five years before which places it right like it basically runs concurrently with rebels because season one is five years which is when rebel starts and then it like leads season two is like broken up into three episodes years or something like that so like the first three episodes are going to be year two then year three then year four all the way up until the last three episodes which lead into rogue one which is an interesting idea but i I don't like that that it doesn't leave us room to play if we ever decide to want to revisit these characters i decided that i always like to revisit these characters but like if these dudes got a solid idea and a vision i support them all the way go forth yeah, that is one thing that not leaving space to do anything else mm-hmm. is I'm glad that they're wanting to tell all this story, but it it is cool to be able to after a while come back and revisit something where there was still some wiggle room left over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, essentially we've seen that they can they'll do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know but, how many comics I've read that happen that happen like from when Ray takes off uh, in the Falcon and before she gets to <laughs> Achto. Right. Um, 
but in the but I also like I respect the commitment. Like I respect them being like it's gonna go this this and this and that. And that's the story I got to tell. It's all in my brain. Like, and I'm gonna give it to you. Like I respect that too. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you have a story idea and you can tell it, like, I get it. I would also like I want I always want to see more of my favorite characters. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's hard to not be like selfish like that right too. right right <laughs> but i mean it's not even a problem anymore like it was it, like being selfish is such a past star wars things that i don't think this generation is ever gonna know because we were selfish because there wasn't anything when we got one movie and we were like well if you didn't like that one movie you were screwed for three years or whatever right. you know what i mean like you right just, that that's it um like if you don't like this show it's gonna be another one in another month dude in another month bad batch drops Oh if you don't gosh. like that, Amando season three is coming in 2023. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's like, going to be a crazy ride. Yeah. We're going to be getting so much Star Wars in the foreseeable future. I don't, I don't think, I don't, there's no indication it's going to end. So, like, the, I, I don't think selfishness needs to be a problem that we worry about anymore. <laughs> That's true. I think we can just well, be like, you know what? Andor wasn't my favorite. See you next month, kids. <laughs> well, and it's wild to I'm so glad that Disney Plus is maintaining the weekly release strategy. Yes. Uh, I mean, there are things I love about being able to binge a series. Mm -hmm. But it, what happens then is your window for not being spoiled gets smashed down to the yeah. point that it's like, okay, well, like Stranger Things season four, yeah, for example. You have to watch it all in one day or else you're screwed. Right. And, you know, so what ended up happening for me is my wife, she hadn't watched season three. And so she decided that season four is already the first seven episodes are already on Netflix. She starts watching season three mm -hmm. and she wants me to wait for her to watch that. And I'm on the Sith list every damn week. And they're like, have you watched it yet? <laughs> no, I haven't watched it yet. God. Uh, and I'm like, I know, I know. I'll just jump off the show. It's fine. I told and, uh, Randy. Cause I was like, no, we're cause Lizzie's coming in like a month. She gets off of school. So we're waiting to watch all of season four with her till she gets here. You know, oh, and Randy's dude. like, oh, it's brave of you. And I was yeah. like, you know what, dude? I don't follow any Stranger Things, so I'm not worried about getting spoiled. Like, right. I don't follow any Stranger well, Things I accounts. Have. Okay. I oh, got spoiled. You might have friends that you're talking to. Oh, yeah, Lucas. That makes sense. Don't wreck it, Axel. Yeah. Don't do it. God. Don't pass on the curse. Eddie's Break so the cycle. Cool. Or, or so I've heard Eddie's really cool. Okay. Continue. All right. But, but yeah, so having to go ahead and watch all of that as fast as you can to keep from getting wrecked. It's a lot easier when it's just episode by episode. It doesn't feel so overwhelming because you know how it can be too. There are certain podcasts that I love and mm -hmm. like for, so when our buddies, the scruffy looking podcasters just celebrated their 200th episode. Well, the episode was almost four hours long. <laughs> Which almost stops me from even starting it because it's like there's <laughs> no way that I can get this whole thing. What am I going to do? And that's how Stranger Things seems. It's like, oh, my God, I can't possibly sit down and watch all seven of these episodes in a row. So I'm going to have to wait until, like, I call in sick from work and spend all day doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, by doing it one episode a week or, like, I think I remember Kathleen Kennedy saying – 
that they're going to stick with the she she called it the debut with two. Oh yeah, that that's cool. The very first week, you know, we'll have that. That's that's all right. I can I can live with that. Mm-hmm. I like it because it lets you like it gives you that jump start, so yeah. you're not like immediately craving more. Although I don't know, I don't know business wise, but you know, I'm good with it. Yeah. And so plus from a podcaster standpoint, it's a dream come true because it gives you something to do. So so like we didn't end up knowing what the hell to do. Suddenly Kenobi's over. It's like, well, what are we going to talk about now? Oh, well, Andor will be here. My God, that's weeks away. Where we forgot how to, how to keep things going when, when we, all we had was the movies. (laughs) Me and King Tom in a corner. Y'all want to talk about books? Yeah. (laughs) There's a bunch of books right now. (laughs) Well, and that's one thing too, guys, for, for people that don't know, Sal hits me up all the time. Have you read this? No. God dang it. You know how much I want Struthers on my show? (laughs) Yeah. I want to, I want you to come on the show. Well, I'll pretend I read it. Mm -hmm. It's about the best thing I can offer. (laughs) Best I can do is pretend. <laughs> yeah, just I'll just pretend. I'll nod and just say yes. And hey, and uh, you ever watch that? Ep- you ever watch Metalocalypse? Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> There's that episode where they like go back to their roots and they're like setting up their own equipment <laughs> and they like haven't done that in forever. Yeah, they <laughs> and they're like playing this little gig and the bass player's like, they're like, did you get your thing hooked up? And he's like, ah, whatever. Like I, I can't. Like it's. I'm just going to pretend to play bass. It won't be the first time. <laughs> it's like the funniest thing in the world to me. So, dude, that's funny that you say that. A buddy of mine plays with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And so he plays guitar and he's it part of this big, huge touring machine where he's got a guitar tech who's tuning his guitars and handing him guitars mm-hmm. and doing all of his, his patch switching and everything. Nice. He just goes out on stage like... The guy does his volume pedal swells for him and everything. Wow. They have it down. So, oh, yeah, it's nice, really dude. cool. And he'll make a whole ordeal out of it. He'll make this face and hit the strings and then, like, m- make his eyes get bigger as the volume swells in. Nice. And uh, But then, so he did that. And then, like, uh, it, I saw him right after Christmas. And then he was also playing guitar for Lynn Turner, the singer, who was on, like, Yngwie Malmsteen's uh, third album and he was in uh, rainbow mm-hmm. and I was trying to introduce axel to black star yeah. not too long ago <laughs> and he he uh he was playing guitar for him and he was touring these little tiny rock clubs and there's this town close to right outside of st louis in illinois called granite city and it's known for being kind of a rough place and this bar this guy was managing to have some pretty decent like c-level national acts playing in there and so angus is playing guitar for joe lynn turner there's no green room they're coming straight out of like a 15 passenger van right into the stage he's carrying his own pedal board and setting up his own stuff and his gears not working and all these things and it was like i told him part of me felt bad for you but part of me was like hee hee that's what you and he totally knew where i was coming from because he just told me yeah, he just went from being on top of the world and having everything done and then having to go right into to doing that. That was, God, that was so cool. Good times. Uh, Metalocalypse is great, too. It's been a while, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while, but that's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Anything metal. 
Did you have pedals at all? Ever in my life? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I did. Do you know where they are now? Oh, no. Like, you always ask me that, dude. Like, none of my stuff in my life is kept like that. Like, I'm I'm dust in the wind, bro. Dude, I just got... Like, I'm a true, like, metal outlaw. Yeah, but I'm like that, too, because I just got... Yeah, but you're like that because your room's amp. a mess. I like, you can't find amp. stuff. I have, um... I bought this one for 85 bucks from my friend. I finally I'm so have happy. Real... He just bought, like, this, like, little Marshall... Uh... It's not little. It's giant. It's like a nice little 40-watt Marshall... <laughs> it's really it's really it's it's, it's yeah. good it's a definitely and an upgrade from what he I'm, had i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sell my tiny pathetic amp i'm gonna hang it up on the wall okay i'm gonna keep it forever. So now he's interior decorating with his old equipment yeah. but um, he thinks that i did that and i'm like no yeah, son you sold your guitars after you upgraded no i don't think i did i don't even know what happened to them i think everything disappeared as <sighs> i wandered around the earth i'm gonna keep every single guitar after i upgrade yeah i'm gonna hang them up all, all on the wall all right and we'll see how that goes let me know if you need a storage facility, dude. I'll give you a number. Chronological order. <laughs> Good times. All right. Andor. I love it. I can't wait for it. That's what we're getting next. So, like, and like of all the announcements, like, let's just put it this way. And this is no secret to people who listen to the pod. Obi-Wan is the one that I was least excited for, even though, like, on brand, I should be most excited for Jedi stuff. But I will say that that show blew me away by being, by blowing away my expectations. Uh... Not that I thought it was going to be bad or anything, but I was just like, oh, Obi-Wan and Anakin, you know how many things I've seen with these fools in it? You know what I mean? Like, so right. I get really excited for fresh stuff. So like Andor, Mando, things that I don't know anything about. That's what I want to learn more about. Uh, please, if you guys want to announce a Quinlan Voss show, I'm down for that. That is something else I would like to see more of. But I thought it was going to be a really, really depressing show, but it wasn't. We met Leia. And oh yeah obi-wan kenobi yeah it was great but speaking of obi-wan kenobi he got to see the first two episodes that day who's he uh struthers the guy we're talking to right now oh <laughs> yeah so what they did is they had for celebration anybody who attended the panel which included the overflow rooms which kind of sucked because at first it didn't look like it was going to include the overflow rooms it wasn't until because for the big the big uh, arena, they had handed out the wristbands on the way in. And so when they mentioned, yeah, the wristbands, blah, uh-huh. and we're like, well, we didn't get any wristbands. What the I hell? showered with mine. Well, yeah, oh. you got to. Good times. So were you wearing it or were you just like holding it? Oh, he's he's talking about this. the like the COVID one that they gave you. Right. <laughs> oh, you had it's to. all weekend. It's waterproof. He was like, we'll find out. You had to shower with that one. <laughs> If you Look, wanted to get back in the, the next good news day. is my boy took a shower, and there goes the mic. I'm so... It's all right. It's carpeted in here. Um, but, but yeah, so they had everybody that was in the panel come back to watch the first two episodes together in whatever room you were in whenever you were right. in for the panel. Honor and, system. No, you had to respect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we grabbed as many extras as we could. And I got to tell you, that made it really, really special to see it with all those people in the room. And what that added to the experience was pretty great. Dude, I am no stranger to watching Star Wars TV in a big theater of people that love Star Wars. As someone who's been telling you guys like, hey, dude, we got to see the first two episodes of Rebel or whatever. 
like we kind of been doing this for a little while and i keep telling you like once again if you can watch star wars rebels or star wars resistance or any star wars tv please stop touching the microphone i'm trying to fix it <laughs> just to put snoke doesn't need to be there bro yes he does uh, if you get the chance to watch Star Wars television in a theater surrounded by Star Wars fans, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah there's just something about the energy that yeah. adds to the experience. I mean, whether it's a trailer, whether it's complete episodes, uh, it's seeing Star Wars Resistance, which we really love that show. My, mm-hmm. my kids were, especially Henry, we were, they were at the perfect age when that came out. Mm-hmm. And being able to see that at Celebration, seeing the first episodes with a whole room full right, of people, right. that was really dope, man. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, the show was really good, but seeing it in that light yeah, made it a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been saying it, man. Uh, so that was that's really – and it's funny because, like, on the other side of it, I'm texting Araj because, like, you guys were in town and the whole plan all this time was, like, that we're going to take them to, like – you know, but to like Araj had y'all all planned out on a like straight up spreadsheet. Right. And so we were supposed to have our like chill night on Thursdays. He was like, but we're going to have it with everybody. Everybody from out of town is going to be there because they're all going to be there for celebration. And I was like, sweet, man. So while I was, you know, uh, a half mile, a mile away going like, they're so close. They're so close. <laughs> we're no right here. How far. Um, I'm like, uh, like I'm texting Araj and he's like, Hey dude, like we're not going to go to the thing. Cause like, uh, cause we're all, cause we're all going to go watch Kenobi. Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah. I'm texting him back. Like, bro, you can, we can go to like brewery X is only like 10 minutes away, dude. We can all go there. We can hang. You guys can leave at 11. If you're so worried about getting there at midnight to watch your damn show. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. We get to go watch at seven. I was like, get out of here. I don't want to hear from you. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Your damn show. I love that. <laughs> I was like, what are you so worried about? It doesn't come out till midnight, dude. Calm down, sir. Yeah, I can't remember who texted me, but <laughs> I didn't want to tell them what we were getting ready to go do because I knew it would seem like I was flexing on him, you know? <laughs> so how's celebration going? Ah, you know, I it's only the best thing in the world right now. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> So yeah, no yeah, that's definitely how it felt. Yeah, that was the joke. You got it. Luke, we are what they grow beyond. Oh, that was nice. Not bad. Not bad. Didn't Not bad. Yeah. It was bad. It wasn't that bad. Liar. Uh, <laughs> so they had a, they they also talked about Willow. Uh, there was a Mando season three tease. Did you get to see that? So like you weren't in the room, but you got to see that stuff, right? Um, so I saw the Willow thing. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I saw the Mando season three tease, but like, I didn't get to see the, yeah, I didn't make it in for the, the panel where they talk specifically about it, which was like okay. a couple days later. Yeah. The later, but that's when they, that's when they showed like the Ahsoka stuff or whatever. Right. Also. Yeah. I didn't get to see that. Um, yeah. So the first day they show some like little teases and there was like. There was like Bo-Katan on a throne. There was like maybe they're going back to Mandalore and all this stuff. Um, I am looking forward to Mando season three quite a bit. And we still have no <laughs> extra news on that. So I guess that's where I'll leave that. I was jealous. I hope. Uh, they announced Skeleton Crew with Jude Law, who is not a child. <laughs> but apparently there are like the shows about four kids that get lost in space starring Jude Law. Yeah. Who's not a and kid. He- 
And they just announced <laughs> that's going to have the highest budget of any of the Star Wars shows so far. Huh. I wonder what that means. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if that means, like, are they doing a bunch of, like, space stuff and, like, the vol? you know, they're going to need so many hours on the volume and they're building, I don't know, cockpits or something like that. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that's a good question. Is it? Yeah. Is or is it, Jude uh, Law just that expensive? That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Or is it paying him? Is that what's like wrecking the deal for him? Or is it like the guy they haven't announced it? They're like, oh, no, no it's Jude Law and I don't know who's like a Brad Pitt or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Jude Law and Leo DiCaprio. What? Yeah. <laughs> In a childlike Amblin Entertainment like film. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. You know, the whole idea of, like, with the popularity of Stranger Things, if that's kind of the vibe they're going to go for. Yeah. But um, I I got to tell you, I'm really excited for everything that's coming up with, yeah. like, th- how Andor looks. Yeah. The production value is so good. And don't get me wrong. I love Jedi. I love lightsabers. Yeah. I love that whole bit. But I like just seeing that world and seeing the technology and the cityscapes and all of that stuff. But even seeing like like I love like Star Wars is so vast. Like that's the whole thing about it being such a, a galaxy. You know what I mean? Like you can have these places like Coruscant with these like unreal vistas of it's a, the entire city is a planet. Thank you, right. Rick Ollier. Um But you can also have like the teaser for Andor, and they're like this village that's like in a jungle slash river you know and these like weird landscapes and it sounds like i don't know if i heard that correctly but it sounded like they were talking about how they did a lot of location shooting with andor they didn't do the volume like everybody's doing right now uh, or as much as the volume as everybody's doing they were like no we're going to shoot in a damn forest like predator (laughs) you know um so i think like there's there's going to be some really cool beauty and like, in which you kind of think back to rogue one. They did that too. Remember those black beaches? Like they had yeah. these really cool vistas and these really cool shots. And so far it's looking like we're kind of following that. Uh, and like Mando and like the stuff they shot in the volume, there are some like beautiful um, otherworldly vistas that you get there as well. But um, like see Kenobi, I think like the way that it was a lot of the, lighting choices it seems so dark like the yeah. whole like end fight in kenobi they're fighting on this like alien world that's like all rocks and stuff but it's so dark that you only see them in their lightsabers now granted when it's dark their lightsabers look awesome they probably didn't even need to special affect their lightsabers that much you know hey turn up the contrast by 20 percent. perfect right right you know um get the saturation yeah. just a little bit there more you go. nailed it but like, at the same time, like, it's so dark that you don't really get to enjoy that atmosphere. Did you see those fires? Yes, I did. On that Th- That's what I'm talking about. Like, you see them a little bit, but, yeah. like, you don't see how, like, you, they, they don't go all the way so far. Like, you don't get that depth of field perception. Like, it, it, like, you get it, there's, like, an establishing shot where they walk out and you're like, oh, they're on this crazy planet. And then once they fight, like, it's so close and so dark that you don't really see anything other than, like, oh, he bumped into a rock. Right. That's one thing that with some of the TV that we've seen, and I know that this is a, like a small complaint, right? Right. but it's, there are many times where it feels maybe just a hair small and you feel like that just outside of this frame, 
there's nothing. Like if anybody, if you've ever been on, <laughs> there's the like, jeans guy from uh, Mandalorian season one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if you if you have seen like um, the news, if you go to the set of your local news what looks like big and amazing on uh-huh. screen literally just outside of the frame is concrete floors cables running <laughs> everywhere and chaos and that's kind of how some of this stuff even though they don't show it on the screen they're forced to keep everything kind of tight and small because of you know the the realities of what right. they're doing right. and so to get some of these big outside shots that you see like in the Andor trailer, that's really exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just another, on that note, we've been in the, uh, set for the star Wars show or, uh-huh. uh, and, uh, we were like, let's take a picture. And like, it was like hard to get us all sitting on the little <laughs> place where we can sit <laughs> like at the same time. Right. It was like, it's pretty tight. And the kids were not as big as they are now. <laughs> yeah. That's hey, funny. movie magic. We finally got to see them. We finally got to see them again. Who? Who? People that we grow up. That are you talking about the Star Wars show hosts? Yeah, the people that we. Andy grew up Gutierrez with as kids. and Anthony Carboni. Yeah. Yeah. It was good to see them again. I do miss them. Yeah, both of us grew up with them. Like when we were like real little. You know what? I don't know if you remember this. I mean, you should remember this. But like, Andy is kind of part of our Rebels origin story. The first like red carpet event that we did for rebels oh yeah she was we were in that her. background and like that was one of her first big events and she was like at starwars.com at the time right. and so like she was the one who like ran and she was like oh you guys didn't get like gift bags because like they were given the press gift bags and like somebody had something back then like and they were like oh where'd you get those lightsabers from oh they're in the press gift bags and we were like oh cool 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 and they were like and she was like you know, just talking to us. And she was like, oh, you guys didn't like, I'll, I'll run out and grab you guys some. And she grabbed us gift bags. And then we were like, oh, sweet. Because there was all this like little special Lucasfilm bonus stuff. And she was like, oh, I've never had a lightsaber. And we were like, dude, take all the lightsabers. Like, And she was like, no, 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 those are your gift bags. And we were like, no, like we got lightsabers. Yeah, like lightsabers, the, <laughs> the kids have 27 lightsabers under their pillow. Like the other stuff, like I'm excited about this poster. You can have the lightsaber. Right. <laughs> got 17 of these in the car. Yeah. I got one that will actually cut through metal. Right, right, right. This is no big deal. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, like she and like ever since then, like we saw her at a lot of these big events that we would do. You know, she was doing Rebels Recon and all that stuff. So like real big into the Rebels days. And she used to do when we would go to those like, not the red, like when we would go to like a Rebels premiere at Lucasfilm. Usually she would be doing the Q&A or something like that, or at least be there to interview people after. We would always say hi. Very, very nice. I miss them. Yeah, it was good to see them, for sure. Um, I was super pissed off that I missed the High Republic panel. Uh, they're talking about Phase 2, which I don't know if you have heard that Phase 2 is like 150 years further back. From right, phase one. yeah. Yeah, I had heard that. That's that's cool. I like that they're doing that. I, I just like the idea of them doing the whole George Lucas thing like, Hey, we do what we want. I'm going to tell the story. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> okay. Wait, I'm sorry. Why is this episode four? Because I said so. Um, like the amount of respect that I have for that. <laughs> it's good times. Dude, you don't have to wave your hand. Just talk. No, I have to wave my hand. I'm your son. I'm only your son. Only my son. <laughs> anyway, um, 
You get a taco whip. Tales of the Jedi panel. We haven't talked about that yet. Oh, that's day four. We're almost there. I'm just going over the thing. Uh, Convergence. They showed the cover for Convergence. Zoraida Cordova is writing this book, and there's a character in the book so far. Like, they dropped the little, like, synopsis. And one of the characters' name is Zaxel, so I'm excited to read it. Oh, yeah, that's so, cool. Wait, so there's more than one purple lightsaber? Uh, it looks like sh- this girl, just on her own, has two. But we've only ever seen Mace with a purple Well, now we're about to see three. That's cool. Uh, there's another book dropping called Quest for the Hidden City by George Mann. And they're they're adding new authors. So George Mann is writing a comic called The Nameless Terror, Star Wars Adventures. We got the new Star Wars comics coming. Quest of the Jedi. Cataclysm by Lydia Kang. Cataclysm. Quest for Planet X by Tessa Grattan. I have no idea what this is, but I love the like OG pulp serial style names. Right. Like Quest for Planet X, that's right up that belongs right up there with Attack of the Clones. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm into it. Path of Vengeance by Kevin Scott. Kevin Scott going to do what he do. They And now I'm adding this with the San Diego. San Diego Comic-Con just passed. So they released the artwork for the cover of the Battle of Jeddah, which is going to be an audio, you know, audio drama or whatever. Those have been pretty fun. Uh, then the Blade, which is about young Porter Engel, the Blade of Bardota, which I'm excited for. Art of High Republic, Star Wars Adventures, Padawan Sav Malagan, which is one of my favorite characters from High Republic Adventures. Oh, I think I just saw either, either Yaddle or Yoda. Uh, that was Yoda. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. And then <laughs> Quest of the Jedi. That's right. Yeah, that's it. So they announced and did a lot of the covers and stuff. I was sad to miss all of that because that was one of the panels that I was like, oh, like maybe I can get off early enough to see it. And I did not. Um, but that was like my big, because I, I usually don't try to go to the huge panels because I'm like, well, I, I probably won't even make it in the line and blah, blah, blah. But when there's like a book panel that I'm excited about, I'm like, yeah, I could probably get in there. Let's go. But I didn't. Um, so you got to do the do thing. Then you guys got to go watch Obi-Wan Kenobi in a room full of people. Did you get to see when they brought out like the cast and they brought out little Leia and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. That was really rad, man. Uh, that was just so mind blowing that we didn't know that that's yeah. where the story was going to go. And so when they brought all of the actors out, and so like one of the things that was really interesting is they brought out Bonnie Peace, who plays right. Aunt Beru. Oh, she was uh, there. Yeah, and wow. so I was like, oh, well, she must. There's going to be more of them because that was one of the questions: are we, how much more of them are we going to see after those first two episodes? And it's like, well, she wasn't even in there, but they brought her out on stage, so plainly there's going to be more of Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. And obviously there was, and that absolutely did not disappoint. Yeah, exactly. But that, that was a cool moment to have, and just how how excited everybody was of the cast, just how excited they were to be part of it and to be there. Because I think one thing that we've seen be sort of a common theme with actors, especially it's really cool to see actors with a lot of experience in other properties suddenly they're they're part of star wars and they're floored by the fan reaction whenever they're in there they've never experienced anything like it being at a star wars convention and having the crowd just go bonkers they're like oh i've never been a part of anything like this this is a whole other level yeah and so for those people to be out on that stage 
And especially the ones that at that point who had never been a part of anything like that. They were, it, it was probably mind blowing to them. Like the girl right. who played little Leia, uh-huh. what that must've been like to see this whole crowd just go nuts for yeah, them. Exactly. And I think like in a weird way, like I know like there's like such crappy parts of the fandom, but there's also like the fandom itself, I think has evolved to try to like police itself a little more and to definitely like give encouragement where it's deserved and not let crappy people get away with crappy, 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 crappy McCrapperson being right. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of thing where, you know, maybe back in the day, nobody, you know, like all the, the bad stuff that, that happened to Jake Lloyd and, and uh, med best and stuff like that that it's so great to see that these things happen and those dudes walk out stage and be able to, you know, like I met best that was able to come back and, uh, uh, a Kelly Marie Tran, you know, like people are being garbage online, dude, but she walks into a room and like, there's mad support and respect and love. Right. Um, and that little girl who had no idea was like, I'm taking a job and like, yeah, I do like princess Leia. And I, here's a picture of me in a Halloween costume. Like when I was five, two years ago or whatever, um, and able to get that kind of reception, like, I, I I applaud the fandom for not being garbage in person. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's definitely that, those people, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, like at, at the 40th anniversary panel of Star Wars that was in Orlando, mm-hmm. and to see Hayden Christensen just, the crowd melted down yeah. for him. Yeah. And you could tell, and that, that's something, too, while we're talking about this. I really liked that Ewan McGregor was vocal about, you know, it's kind of nice to get all this love now because uh-huh. where where were you? Where were you all 20 years ago? And they yeah. were like, we were five. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that that's cool that he, he made a point of that yeah. because it really makes you think like what those actors went through. And, you know, somebody who got a lot of negativity and grief who's probably never going to get to experience the love is Jake Lloyd. Right. Which I, that's just brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And like, yeah, that's one of those things that like, you can't, you can't undo that. Right. Um, so all you can, all we can do is try to make sure it doesn't happen again. You know what I mean? Like we all right. can do our part to be like, Hey, get out of here. Garbage person. Uh, you know what I mean? Your experience is not universal. Please go. Right. Yeah. I really like the way you put that, man. That's a, that's a very good way of looking at it. I mean, that's all we can do, right? You know? Yep. That is it. And, but we have to, we have to do our part. Yeah, it it is up to like, as like a Lucasfilm should. And like, since Obi-Wan Kenobi, especially has been, fairly active in like calling out garbage people. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and you and McGregor as well, which is great. And that's something that like needs to be encouraged. And that's something that should be done. But at the same time, like it's one company and one brand. And we, as the thousands of fans or millions or whatever should also uh, add to that, you know, cause there is a probably a thousand garbage people out there. And like, as long as there's, 10,000, you know, there are more of us. What did, I, what did episode nine teach us? There are more of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy tweeted something. 
Oh my God, the replies, they're insane. What is it? Is it an army? It's just people, sir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it. In that's the bad thing, too, is that the people who are crappy tend to be super loud about it. Yeah, and it... And, it that stuff used to fly because nobody said anything or we were like, you know, we'd just ignore it or, you know what I mean? Like it's time to call it out. Well, and you know, Sal, with you playing music, man, you'll, you and Axel, you'll be able to relate to this. It's like you play a show mm-hmm. and it was great. And everybody's like, Oh my God, it was the best thing ever. Okay, and I then you that. get that, you, you get that one butthole. who's like, I don't know, man, blah, blah, blah. Insert negative <laughs> feedback like super here. Derivative. Yeah, and the next, that's the only thing you think about after that. Wow, listen to Deftones much? Yeah, and it's like, you know, the fact that that kind of thing can get to you so bad. It's just crazy the way, like, the human mind works. Yeah. All these people telling you the kudos, but the thing that sticks you, the thing that you walk away with is the negativity. And for people who are poor in their their heart and souls into something like this to to that's what they're going to remember. Yeah, for sure, man. And, but and I, it's, yeah. it's one thing that's wild too, that I guess I never really considered until right now is once the movie or the TV show comes out, man, that's, they got done doing their part like six months ago. Right. Right. And so then suddenly after all this time went by, then people are going wild for it or crapping on you or some combination of both. Yeah. And that's got to be so weird that it's not like immediate feedback. You spend all that time imagining what it's going to be like and you're just not prepared for what mm-hmm. it ends up being like all right. that time later. Right. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It, it's just like, like, like whatever, you know, look, Eric, you're the best at saying ace job at liking what you like. But it's also something to be said of like, okay. Like, if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to, nobody's, who, who is forcing you to watch these things you hate? Who, who, right. who hurt you, sir? Well, oh, who, who has time for that? Yeah. I, I, I feel like my time is limited, even though the reason it feels that way is because I'm wasting a lot of it playing Red Dead Redemption. Hmm. But I, I don't have time to focus on stuff that doesn't make me happier that I don't find some form of hmm. joy over. And once I realize that something isn't my bag, I let it go and be fine with it. And one of the examples I always use is like Metallica. Don't get me wrong. There's not been a Metallica album that I just couldn't find uh, something positive about it, something to like. But honestly, it's nothing is ever going to hit me the way what I consider like the sweet spot of Metallica which was, depending on what day it is, maybe starting with Kill 'Em All, but usually starting with Ride the Lightning and up through the self-titled Justice. album, the Black album. Okay, fair enough. That's like my sweet spot. I st- I do like mm-hmm. uh, Death Magnetic. I like why, well, and there's some couple of songs I really dig on Saint Anger. Yeah, there's some Garage and, Inc. that hits me where I live. Oh well, that too. Let me put that back in the in that part in the but. What I don't do is be like, oh, Metallica, you did this, and now I can never enjoy these other records. Me, I, I don't even give it any consideration. 
It's, yeah, exactly. That's just weird to me because all the stuff I like still exists. Mm-hmm. And my ability to enjoy it doesn't hinge on whether or not I continue to enjoy the rest of their catalog with the same amount of energy. Right. Right. Look, people, there's this thing you can do. You can like if you have Spotify, you can make a playlist and you can just put the songs you like. You can literally mm-hmm. not put the ones you don't like. Yep. So you can put. You can put Sane Anger, you can put uh, Damage Incorporated, you can put Orion, and you cannot put, uh, you know, Bleeding Me if you don't want to, <laughs> or whatever else you don't want to. But you can put Moth to Flame in there, because that's, that's a killer song. Yeah. What's, I'm going to put Unforgiven 1, 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what the version of Moth to Flame that I love the most is with Lady Gaga and when they did it at the awards show. Okay. I didn't, it, I didn't see that. Oh, dude. I it was into it. It was great. Because, dude, she she's badass. Yeah. Whether you dig her music or not, she's incredibly talented. She's good at what she does. And she, like, brings the thunder for this song. And if you look for the video, the, usually the only one you'll find is from the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. For the show, because during the actual live broadcast of whatever it was, I don't remember if it was the Grammys or what, but um, Hetfield's mic wasn't on in the broadcast feed. Wow. And so what was cool is you see her just realize it and take over. Mm -hmm. And uh, which was badass because she knew all the words to the song, even the parts where she didn't sing on it. But That's it's dope. it's metal as can be, man. All I can think of is the uh, if you've ever seen the Tenacious D movie. Oh like, yeah, of course. Where Kyle goes on his own, and they're like, "All right, play a song," <laughs> and he like only knows the backup vocals, so he's like, "We chased the wild steeds or whatever." Did not die in vain. No, it's just like they're like, "You suck," and like it's hilarious. Oh my god, that's so funny. Have you ever played in sync with anybody else? Like, if I ever played an in sync song, or have I ever played like in sync song? Okay, hold on. I need to be more clear with this question. In sync is a band or something. No, 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 no. Okay, so yeah. have I ever played music in sync with another musician? Yeah. I would hope that's all I did. Well, I did it, and it was pretty cool. Or are you talking about like limp syncing? No. Okay, like, so you're just talking about playing music in time with other musicians? Yeah, but like... Yeah, unless I messed up, that's what I did. Well, that's what I got to do, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it takes practice, bro. It was awesome. Good times, yeah. All right, day two. So you uh, you got to go watch Kenobi. We watched it a couple hours later, because that's when they like they were like, Hey, Twitter, Like we're dropping the first two episodes early at like 9 o'clock. And I was like, oh, that's way more convenient. I only get to see it like an hour after you fools, and I don't have to like... Right. You know, worried about texting anybody. Um, so we watched it at home. Uh, and then day two came where we actually got to go. And I think, like, by this time, we were, like, still working on costumes and stuff. But uh-huh. our, like, kind of plan fell apart. So, like, I was wearing, like, a generic Jedi costume, which I never do. Uh, but I was, like, you know, doing some, like, Saber Gill. And, like, yeah, I was doing some, like, Star Wars stuff. So I was like, well, I'll just... I couldn't wear my like costume costume. So I was like, okay, I had a generic Jedi. Um, and then this is where they start also like, it wasn't at celebration, but celebration was happening. And they're like, Hey, Jedi survivor. Like they started dropping teasers, not at the con. 
but they started dropping a teaser for a Star Wars thing, and they would say like, "Hey, new Jedi Survivor game." Right. Did you play Fallen Order? Oh yes, it, that was oh. the very first game that. Uh, so real quick, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, like. I resisted getting back into video games, like say from. It's not what I heard. Two, well, <laughs> settle down. From like two thousand, uh, like four or so, yeah. two thousand five. I 100%ed Grand Theft Auto Vice City on PC, and then I'm like, okay, this is consuming too much of my time. So I I never got uh, any of the consoles, no Xbox, no anything. Mm-hmm. And right before the like the pandemic shut everything down, I bought an Xbox One X, and as predicted. Mm-hmm. It has consumed all of my time because it's like it's like my hobby. It's and I really dig it. So to me, that's that's yeah. that's no big deal. Yeah. But I so Jedi Fallen Order was the very first game that I ever one hundred percented like the the nice. trophy achievements. Nice. So I finished the game once, and then when they did the big update and added the new game plus yeah. thing. Where you keep all of your um, cosmetics, yeah, but you're still starting over. Mm-hmm. That's when I went through and did all of the crazy, like get the one goat thing to kick you right after you kick yeah. it, and it <laughs> took me about a million tries nice. to get it. But yeah, that's the very first game I 100% of all of the achievements. Nice, yeah. I uh, it was glit for us. Like I'm sure you've heard. I don't know if you've heard us, but we've done an episode on this game and it was really glitchy at first, but once whatever update came out that fixed all of that, like I love this game. This is probably my favorite star Wars game. The first one, uh, fallen order. Yeah. It's very good. Very good. Very difficult, but also like difficult in a way that keeps you engaged. Like I don't need like know how to call the lightsaber fighting engaging. Because it's so much different from something like, you know, like I played Force Unleashed back when that came out. And as you get stronger and better at the game, you can basically just run through the game pressing X or whatever and kill everybody. Like, even as strong as you get in this game, you still have to think about what you're doing. And I really like that because it makes you engage in lightsaber combat in such a different way. Yeah. And it doesn't let you just sleep through the game and autopilot it. And I dig that. Right, it's not a button masher at all. Exactly. You really have to think about dodging and being defensive and doing all that, which for anybody who, uh, like Elden Ring, has been mm-hmm. a big, giant game right now, it'll probably win Game of the Year for uh, 2022. It reminds me of Fallen Order a lot in that type of mechanic where there's like timing and all of that. And Araj and I, Araj was on this week's Motivators, and we were just talking about, he never played it. But I said, you know, the amount of immersion you can get holding a controller in your hand, steering this guy, it's really pretty wild. You connect with it in a big way. And so I'm real stoked on this sequel. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And uh, like looking at, I mean, it's it's such a like little teaser. There's like some weird person in Bacta and... Cal Kestis is back with his little uh, BD-1 droid uh, and some sort of Uda, uh, uh, some sort of Powin looking at his lightsaber maybe or something. Um, what time does the first game end? Does it end So the first game the takes place about ten years, no, five years after 
Order 66. But what, when, when does the game end? Probably in that window somewhere. Yeah, the, the, the length of time in game, yeah. once like the opening scene takes place, is uh, not very long. I'd yeah. say it's like a, a three weeks. Span. Less than a year. Yeah. Uh, so it probably takes, then this one takes place five years later. So in theory, like around the time of Kenobi. Ten years after uh, Order 66. But it looks good. I can't wait for it. They also just randomly were like, hey, Young Jedi Adventures. We got a uh, new show for very young uh, young viewers. For like early early grade uh, kids. And it's going to be animated. And it's coming to Disney Plus in spring 2023. And it's supposed to be High Republic. Yeah. So I'm very curious. Uh, then there was like a publishing panel where it was like a lot of the like uh, like the guidebooks, but not quite like the story stuff. So like Ashley Eckstein is doing a book called Star Wars Every Day and it's like crafts and recipes and stuff like that, which is like pretty cool. I don't know if you've ever read any of the Be More blank. Like all this stuff is like a Be More Obi-Wan. I think that book came out already. <laughs> Did it? Uh, yeah. Like since this uh, since this news, like um there's an art book for Mando season two, I believe. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, there's Boba, like a little bit of Boba. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant this. The art is dope, dude. I love like some of the art books. I really, really dig, but I don't really like collect those ones because there's always so many. Right. Um, that's that's one thing that's tough for me too. Like for reading, I have so many books, yeah. and I'm always unwilling to get rid of them, even if I don't think <laughs> I'll ever read them again. Yeah. Uh, whether I mean mostly whether it's Star Wars or not, like I had like all the Stephen King books up until a certain period of time when I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Hmm. So I've really switched over to reading like on my tablet with the Kindle. Yeah. App. Yeah. But the art books and the reference guide books suck in that format. Right. No, that's yeah. I'm not big on the art books and the reference books, but every now and then, like there are a few I'll get. And there's like the, uh, like the one that they released, oh, this had to be like five years ago. It was like costumes. And all it was was like these beautiful, detailed pictures of the original trilogy costumes and then the prequel ones. Um, stuff like that. Like it's kind of a reference book, but like those are the kinds that I'll get. I won't get like, I don't get every like art of Force Awakens, art of, you know, such and such. Like right. I like the art. I really do like to check it out, but I don't really buy all of those. I did get the, uh, the art of uh, Galaxy's Edge. Um because that is just like the, the imagination and the stuff like that was a really good one. Uh, so I like I pick and choose those. I really don't like get into everyone. But a lot of them are things that I'm like, like this one, there's one Star Wars timelines. And I'm like, oh, that looks like just my jam. I can like read it. But then I'm like, oh, it's like a 700 page book that I'm probably not going to like really go all the way through. Right. Um, I, I gravitate to the story stuff. I really like I like reading the stories. I don't like reading Wikipedia entries. What's up? Can you take off your ring? Just if I see. wanted to. But I want to see if you have a tan line. I do. That's the end of that story. Yeah, but I want to see it. Why? Because, I don't know. This is not great. make great podcasting. So on day two, the big, like the anchor panel. But So originally there was some other panel listed. Okay. As uh, uh, the, like the, the first panel of the day it, it was the big panel mm-hmm. each day. And except for this, they didn't have 
anything in that slot after like the first day announcement and then they took it away and i don't even remember what it was it may have been tales of the jedi but um what ended up being in that slot was the light and magic panel right and that that was the one that i was in the celebration stage for i hit it big with the panel lottery and by the time you listen to this that's gonna be out i think yeah i i was kind of surprised at the nature of the panel because what it was was a commercial for a documentary and don't get me wrong man i love ron howard and i love like like the behind the scenes stuff from ilm Mm -hmm. but one thing that was was kind of funny is like the people in the panel and i can't remember who all was in it but one of the things that they talked about was like i wish i had known that this was the clip you were going to show because I just told that whole stupid story to this crowd of people. And now we're watching a clip. That's me telling this story to this. <laughs> and, and I thought it was funny that who, whichever guy it was brought that up uh-huh. uh, that, that he, that he mentioned, yeah, we could have done a better job coordinating this, but it was still cool to see. And it did make me want to see it. I'm 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 interested in that sort of thing because this is all about how light uh, industrial light and magic came to be and right. how it started out like just so uh grassroots yeah and just figuring it out and so that was a really cool panel but in that right around that time uh I think it was right after that um where is it at I feel like that the, was the same day as the episode 220. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's, I was looking for what time that was. I'm looking at the celebration app. Right. And so I missed that. And that's the one that should have been that right. anchor panel. Right. right. That That's the one they should have done. But I did go to a couple of other pretty cool pa- panels that day. At least I thought they were cool. Uh, well, I, you know what? I don't think I ended up going to the Hasbro Star Wars panel. Yeah, I Maybe think that's I the day that they announced, like, hey, we're making a Lola toy and stuff, which is like, yeah. look, like, if they can get the toy out when the show is on, like, this is the, <laughs> like, this is the closest they're getting to that. Uh, they announced that Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation thing, which comes out, like, very soon. Uh, yeah, I don't August know how 5th. you feel about this Lego Star Wars. You know, we got the Christmas special. We got a Life Day thing. Mm-hmm. Dude, these things are hilarious to me. Uh, I love them. Yeah. And now I will say that the most recent things they've done aren't quite as good as like the Yoda Chronicles and the 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 stuff you can find okay. like, like yeah. the early on Lego Star Wars. I really They're like, still good. Like I feel like Freemaker Adventures is when they started to hit that stride and like that stuff like with the Dengar jokes is like next level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, so so uh the Freemaker Adventures is fantastic. Uh-huh. And I got to talk to the creators of that show uh, right after Celebration Orlando. Nice. And dude, it was so cool to get a chance to talk to them. Or was it? No, it was Celebration Chicago. I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, I got to interview them and I did it without anybody else from my podcast because (laughs) I didn't want any dick jokes or anything like that. Fair. Making their way in. But a big shout out to Tracy Moon for helping me coordinate that. Uh, but that show was so good and it's it's funny as can be the yeah. writing is great the way the emperor is written 
He was talking yeah. about shooting lighting out of his hands. He goes, zappity, zappity, zappity. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so the, the Lego Star Wars specials have been really good. Now, but seriously, go back and check out the, there's the Yoda Chronicles, the new Yoda Chronicles, Droid Tales. Yes. And then like the, uh, the Padawan Menace was one and i can't remember what the other one is we had them all on dvd yeah i might have most, those on dvd somewhere yeah and not all of those made it to disney plus the right, right. the new the yoda chronicles did i think uh-huh. but regardless i went to that panel and it was really cool because yvette nicole brown was the host there and i actually nice. went up and tried to like say hi to her after the show but they're like people you have to get out <laughs> we're we got another panel starting here in a minute and i'm like i i get it okay my bad um, but uh it was really cool because they gave out you know a lot of these panels would have some form of giveaway mm-hmm. and you had to go down and claim it in the giveaway area in the bottom level of the parking garage which was kind of weird <laughs> but uh it was a weird th- like hey meet us in the parking lot if you want the stuff yeah if you want your your beach ball uh-huh. and a little one of those like hey um, got some for you here kid come on yeah. down back here <laughs> you, you like this lego stuff yeah, yeah. go in that uh, room right there and the, the giveaway was one of the like if you've seen the impulse buy little lego kits they'll have that are four or five dollars yeah. in a plastic bag it was one of those like an atst Nice. And I was able to get one and a couple of the beach balls, which was pretty cool, man. I'm glad. And I'm glad I went to it because we love Lego. Yeah. And some of the stuff that they've got in like coming out is really, really neat. Uh, it, and like, let's go to Hasbro real quick. Mm-hmm. I love collecting and, but I, and I need to slow down and I've tried to. But the fact that they can't get this stuff out even remotely close to the time the show is out blows my mind I now mean, i did like everybody else can and i don't know yeah i did see that Corey found um a kenobi the wandering jedi kenobi nice uh, at a target okay. but like the kenobi from jabim is estimate it's it's estimated ship date is in 2023 it's a freaking obi-wan kenobi figure who there's nothing spoiling has about been sieged y'all yeah and there's uh like the Lola, which I did go ahead and pre-order that. Yeah, I think but, yeah, that was the thing that Liz got. Now, here's the thing. All right. The convention exclusive, and you can't see me putting air quotes around it, was the the heavy Mandalorian six inch black series, which was just like the blue guy. Yeah. With John Favreau's head on it, unhelmeted. What? So my buddy, Luke, who was at Luke Metz, who was at Celebration Chicago with me, he texts me and he's like, are you going to get this? And I'm like, yeah. I said, yeah, I think I'll pre-order it. And he goes, why don't you just pick it up? I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> it is not available to buy, sir. Oh, no, you're thinking about a convention exclusive. This is a convention exclusive, so they don't have it. Yeah. And he's like, are you shitting me right now? And I said, I wish I was, because it does seem completely bonkers that they don't have something that you can walk away with it in your hand yeah just so you know that is a thing that's been happening recently that isn't going away because i had my eye on the san diego comic-con like boba fett in all black Mm -hmm. like axel dug that war of the bounty hunters comic and like we were looking at that and i was like well let me see who's around 
maybe I can like, maybe I can finagle that, you know, reached out to somebody and it was the same thing. Oh, here's the QR code to get it. But of course, like the QR code is sold out day one. Yeah. Like as soon as by the time I get the QR code and send it to my wife so I can show my phone to her phone and read the QR code, uh, it's already gone. Right. Um, yeah. Now, I, I can't help. I there. can't help but feel that pre-orders should never sell out. <laughs> they're they're pre-orders. It's given you an Fair. idea of how many you should make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like they're like, well, sorry, we only have two hundred. No, you can make two hundred and fifty, sir. So, like, okay, with um, Hasbro Pulse, they have Pulse Premium, which gives you free shipping. And here's the deal. I've gotten to where I'm willing to pay that because the shipping charge will destroy you. Yeah. And when you get your stuff from Hasbro, it's obviously list price, but it comes, it arrives in perfect condition. Nice. And it, so like you figure, well, I can get that from Entertainment Earth. Yeah. Three months after <laughs> and it will be in perfect shape, but shipping will eat you alive. Right. But if you're a Pulse Premium member... I feel like there should be something that if you try to pre-order something day one of the pre-order, it should be available. Just the end. I'm telling you, it should be. To me, that seems like a no-brainer. And I'll admit that I don't know anything about what it takes to manufacture a bunch of plastic figures. Mm -hmm. But dang. Yeah. Sir, I was about to give you $50. You told me I can't. Yeah, please take my money. No, we're good. Yeah. No, no, no. Nope. Sorry. Would you be willing to buy it if someone was selling it for like crazy money on eBay? Uh, I'm gonna say no. But for what crazy if it money. was only like a hundred dollars. That's a lot. But that's considered cheap to what people. Actually, is it? Uh, I don't consider it cheap. <laughs> but what's like the cheapest something will get sold on eBay? That's like. I don't know, but like these convention exclusives, they don't sell for cheap. Right. Those prices go up. Yeah. But hey, like we will never know because somebody has to have it in their hand first to sell it on eBay. Right. So you know, let me know in five years. We'll see how it goes. Uh, they also announced a gorg, a very realistic looking gorg. Uh, it looks like a frog, and dude, I want it. Totally awesome. And I want it. Yeah, I want that it. is neat. Yo, shout and out like, to uh, Resistance Gorgs. The size of it looks <laughs> really good. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention with Lego, one of the things they announced was um, the BD one. And he's big. He's a oh. he's a, a bigger droid. And he's yeah, really yeah. cool. The amount of articulation nice. that he has is neat. And uh, it actually comes with a tiny minifig BD-1 as well. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Dope. Say oh, up your louds, kid. I saw there was a guy walking around on the con floor who had custom made a BD-1. Yes. That was a puppet. Yes. You know, like a puppeteer puppet. Where he's like he, on his arm. Yeah, and yeah. it had magnets in its feet. Yeah. So it was just standing on his arm. It uh, almost looked like he was wearing a falconer's glove. Yeah, he's a local dude. His name is Darren Mosier. So we've done uh, a lot of events with him. Like back, he was the one that did, when Rogue One came out, he did the, he does the K2SO that he sort of dresses up like a Imperial crew. And he's like kind of puppeting it from behind it. Like his oh, feet yeah, are yeah. connected to his feet. And he has like, he kind of operates it from behind it. And he has, like, in the back of the K2 is a TV, and in the front is a camera, so he can see where he's going. Kind of. Oh, wow. Uh, and then he also did, he for Solo, he, he like, has an L3 that oh, he yeah. wears. He plays a lot of Minecraft. 
Yeah, yeah. Axel plays Minecraft for them. <laughs> uh, and he was building a probe droid. I don't know if he if what what happened with it, or because I, I don't know if it was like a suit that he was trying to make work, or if he was just building like a prop because he's like a five hundred first member and stuff. Um, but yeah, he's the one who does that BD droid that is on his arm and like moves around, and he can like put the antennas up and down and all that stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So super cool, dude. Uh, and he totally like he like does almost all the like droids. Like he'll get on it and he'll like whip it out. Like I think that solo, like like K two was a few months later, but I think by the time Solo came around, he was like ready at the premiere with K with a L three. That's uh, wild, man. Know? Yeah. And he does like like he'll do it out of foam, but then he like paints everything, and it's art. Like he wears sort of like a black undersuit that has wires on it for the L three. You know what I mean? Like, so Jeez. it's it's pretty crazy, but it's also really cool. Yeah, real good at what he does. God, I guess, man. Yeah. Uh, day three was Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. So that yes, would have sir. been the day that we did like the steel show. Yes. Uh, that I dropped into that because I knew that was the one night that I was going to get out because y'all were having like a sit list party. And I was like, I cannot go all the way out there and I got to go to work the next day. Like, so I knew the Sith list, or the, sorry, the Steel War show was going to be where I was going to get most of my hang time, which I got to like kick it with Emily for a little bit. Got to uh, see, uh, what's his name? Mark uh, from Pink Milk. Um, you, of course. The, those steel steel's live shows at celebration are typically one of the highlights for me yeah. and i always volunteer to tech the shows for them which because i enjoy the pressure of it in a weird sort of way and it it's funny the venues we go in there's always something about it that makes it difficult like for example in this place for anybody who knows anything about sound the speakers were mounted on the back wall so they're behind you when you're on the stage trying to use open microphones, which is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> but the show still turned out great. And I'm right. waiting for him to release the video from it because like I was able to take the final audio and notch out Sync most of the feedback. Nice. So it sounds really good, but it's, okay. it was funny. The, the people are like, it's just a good yeah. mix of like very positive people and it was always, so much fun it's always fun it's always like good people are there and it's like it's chill it's never like i don't know sometimes you go to a lot of these like after con things and they can feel oh well like such and such from such and such is here you know like right there's sometimes a little bit of like pretentiousness that goes along with it which is never the case at a steel show yeah it's um, it's really really good yeah uh, real folks well, yeah exactly real it's, talk it's, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly that's exactly what it's like uh and it, i always enjoy them it just it's a very genuine people who are there to have a good time and be really cool like talking to each other it's so much fun yeah, for sure. and it it was funny laura syracuse and i keep trying to like meet up and she was on stage for one part of it, but then she had to leave before we were done and she right, texted right. me and I ended up getting to, I, so after the last day of the con, I just walked down to her hotel and talked to her outside. Mm -hmm. uh, she, man, what a good person. She is yeah, really awesome. Yeah, she's good. And she, she's the one who, who uh, like cosplayed Rose Tico. Right. Like one of the first ones. But, yeah. And then of course, naturally 
got some of the crap that Kelly Marie Tran got by extension. But um, one of the other things on day three was uh, the Mando Plus panel. Ooh. And um, I, that's the one I didn't get to go to. Yeah. And yeah. And that was the one that they showed the Sabine stuff. Yeah. They also introduced her, the actress. uh, Yeah. Natasha Lou Bordizzo. Something like that. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that sounds right. There we go. And I think that was the day that uh, my friend Tracy Moon let me be his plus one to go to the Mando experience. Talk. That was something else, man. Because you know, the yeah. convention itself is run by there's there's a lot of volunteer labor, mm-hmm. and what they do with that is they get volunteers and then they give them a free day pass to one of the other days of the convention. Right, right. And they do their best, but you know they have limited resources and limited decision making ability. But with this thing, it was run by Disney employees who are on it. I mean, their customer service is top notch. You know, it's their guest experience. Like, for example, they usher you in and they never point to tell you where to go. Someone walks you to the next person who then walks you to the next thing. And but the so the for the display itself, it was set up like a museum would be okay. and it was basically anything that appeared on screen and the Mandalorian was in this place. Right. Right. Including the full size Naboo starfighter in the middle of the room, Dope. the, the costumes, the props. Yeah. And, and it was so real. It was like a pop-up thing too. They didn't announce it until day one right. at that and they, oh, it was just so cool that they made something like this available to yeah. see. And that's, yeah, we didn't get into that. Like we were trying to figure out and trying to wrangle it. And we had some people that were like, hey, we can get you into stuff if we can. And I was like, hey, can we, you get us into that? And they were like, no, we can't get you into that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it, man. <laughs> I mean, they had like the costumes. They had the full-size quill. Mm-hmm. They had a uh, black Kersantan's suit. The Cad Bane, and then they had a breakdown of like how the head worked. Yeah, like the exploded the, view of Cad yeah, Bane. That was yeah, it was so rad. I got to get some close up pictures of the Ahsoka lightsaber hilts. Nice. Uh, they had the entire uh, Jabba's throne from from the you know when they announced the Book of Boba Fett. Right. And you, you had the Boba Fett armor there. You had. Nice. Uh, uh, Fennec Shan's suit, the whole bit. It was really something. They had the Rancor head. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Used. Yeah, it was so, so neat. I'm very thankful that I got to go to that. Yeah. I saw a lot of the photos that came out of there. Like, everything looks looked amazing. We weren't able to make it in for that. But, um, yeah, man, everybody who was, like, at the thing was like, dude, this was a really cool thing to like get in and get out and see. But like, you know, they would like, we would keep going there. Hey, like, nope, we're close with it. Like they would have to close the queue. Cause like they would fill up. So if you didn't get there, right. Know, like yeah, first, things yeah. first you were done. It was tough to get in. Yeah. Um, that was also the day with uh tales of the Jedi. Yes. 
I, Tales I did of, that one. Yeah, that was awesome. Now, I was in one of the overflow rooms for that. Mm-hmm. Well, where were you at? Uh, we were in the main room. So I was, I've, I liked Tales of the Jedi. I didn't know what it was going to be, of course, but I was like, I read these comics. This is going to be dope. Um, which it wasn't, didn't have anything to do with the comics, of course. But right. I do with Jedi. And guess what I like, yeah. buddy? Uh, um, I know Axel was very jazzed. I love so, it so much. Yeah. What did you think of the episode that they showed us? It was really, really cool. I like the style. I like the, uh, like it's, it's so much of like a visual, like they kept talking about, uh, what's his name? Like the, you know, the studio Ghibli, the like, uh, God, I can't remember the director's name. I can't either. Randy had to tell me like four different yeah, times and like, he would tell me and it would instantly slip out the other ear and I would forget. Oh, no, Lizzie took them all. <laughs> like I'm trying to look over the DVDs because they were all right there. It's not, uh, you know, the, the, there's the, like one famous director who has like done a lot of the Ghibli movies and he did, you know, it's like Princess Mononoke and Toronto, Toro, 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 Totoro. <laughs> I almost said it. It's something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it was like in that style, right? That was like their inspiration for this like very visual slow burn storytelling that like there's very little dialogue, you know, and they're short. So this episode was what, like 10 minutes, 12 minutes, something like that. Yeah. And what's wild, though, is even though the run times are short, it's still like this slow burn style yeah. of storytelling where they really linger on things. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I was and what they're doing with it is it's. Uh, three groups of three stories, I think, is how they have it structured. Two. Woo. Two groups of three stories. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah. So it's just six episodes. Yeah. And it's three about Ahsoka and three about uh, Dooku. Yeah. Which that is exciting, too, because yeah. you're going to have Qui-Gon like, is going to appear in it because, you know, he, if and, and young Qui-Gon is voiced by Liam Neeson's son. That's Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like I, I like I want to hear what he sounds like, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, oh, that sounds awesome. And then I'm like, oh, I've never heard him. Like, what if he's just like, hey, I'm Liam Neeson's son. Hi, I'm uh, Qui Gon. I'm, I'm sure he's not, but it's just yeah, funny. We heard him in the trailer, remember? Oh yeah, I guess we did, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got they showed us an episode and they showed us a trailer, and Axel was go ahead, go ahead, just, just go, dude. Best part about that trailer. Go ahead. Yaddle. Yeah. We finally saw her, like this in, dude, like, a clean, animated, like not wrinkly. He like stood puppet. up when we were in the like when we were there and it was happening. He was like, and they showed Yaddle like he's next to me. He's like, <gasps> like you know what I mean? Like that was his celebration moment. <laughs> uh, it was great times, but yeah. So we got to see the episode, and it's like Baby Ahsoka. What are you doing? I keep, I keep on dropping. Stuff. Keep on messing with stuff, dude. Snow keeps in here. Yeah, baby Ahsoka yeah. was freaking adorable. Yeah, as babies in Star Wars universe are wont to do. Now, like everybody's, we got baby Yoda, we got baby Ahsoka. Yeah, what is like, baby Yoda's origin? Little baby clone, little like, baby Omega. Who do you think made him? Who? Baby Yoda. Oh, baby Grogu. Yeah, do you think it was? Do I think he was cloned? I don't know. Yeah, do you think it was Yaddle and Yoda? Or... Oh, you think it's like that kind of deal? Oh, yeah. like nah. But those are the only two Yodas we've ever seen. That's true. That is that is true. Like, look, out of the pool of Yodas that I have to pick from, that those are the only two. Yeah, that is it. You're absolutely right. It is a limited selection. Um, Yeah, it's it looks amazing. 
Like, and, the, and it was like the kind of thing that was Filoni was saying at the thing. He's like, hey, like they came out with the Bad Batch. And I was like, what? Like, this didn't look this, this cool when I was doing the Clone Wars. He's like, so I wanted to play with those toys. So I wanted to make this. So he's like, I just made these shorts. Um, and I'm like. But they're like really short. They're like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to drop all at once. It's like six episodes and that's it. Right. Uh, so it's like a movie. It's like so far. Long. But I mean, like, it's more like Visions. It's like six yeah. different episodes. Actually, you know, that's just little shorts. Right. It's pretty You cool. know, just and just like that, just like Visions are going to drop all at once. Um, so that I'm I, I can't wait. And uh, that's one of the things that we're getting this year. So that's the thing that we'll have sooner rather than later. And the music was like noticeably good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but it was like very like also reminiscent of the director who I can't remember their name. <laughs> Who did God, we're the worst. Lizzie is screaming into the thing right now. If she listened to this podcast, <laughs> who, who did the music for uh, Tales? Oh, was it I mean, I want to say it was the Kiners, but I don't know for certain. So now I'm not forgetting sure. that it's not Kevin anymore. It's the Kiners now. Right. Because I'm so used to Rebels music. That's fair. Okay. What is the name of this director? Miyazaki. There. That's it. I did it. <laughs> That's the one. Miyazaki. It's Miyazaki, Lizzie. We got it. We know it. Like, I know. I just, I kind of forgot. If it was Jeopardy, I would have lost. Axel, you got to play Star Wars Hunters, right? I did. I didn't get to play it. Did you have fun? Um, It was hard. Really? I I didn't know how to use any of the characters. Oh, well, that's fair. Well, either way, I'm behind this game for the Switch, so we're going to play it when it comes out. Yeah? Is it? Okay, I thought it was going to be kind of like Fortnite. Oh, well, I guess you're not building stuff, but it seems like you run around shooting people. Yeah, but Fortnite is like... Like you build, and I know there's like other elements to Fortnite. No, but it's like... I don't know how to explain it, but it's like... It has like a different vibe where you can just explore. Ah, I understand that. Yeah, with this one, it feels more like, more like Battlefront. Like, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I, I try to explore in Battlefront, right. and I get shot to death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's no, no time for that. No, not at all. I really like the costumes, and then they also, like, we actually picked up a poster, oh my God, and, like, there's so all of these, like, alternate costumes for all the characters. You know, there's, like, what, seven or eight characters over here, and then they all have alternate costumes, so, like, I'm sure that's another thing, like, hey, you buy 70 credits, and we'll get you some alternate costumes. Uh, now, the yeah. game has been officially been delayed. Delayed, yeah. It yeah. It was supposed to come out this year. But, it's yeah. Not. In Australia, you can actually download it, so we might need to get oh, a VPN. So they're can... doing like beta testing, probably. Right. Yeah. Can we really invest in a VPN? So so I'm gonna can... say no. <laughs> but it protects your browser from, you know, people because everyone can track your stuff. Right. Right. And you can play this game. Uh, I I hear you, but I'm not gonna worry about that right now. Oh, well, I'll wait till right. they're done with it. I'll wait till they're done with the game because I'm not gonna play it on my phone. I'm gonna play it on the Switch, man. And one of the things, like, so our friend Hawes over at the Blue Harvest podcast was Mm -hmm. speculating that maybe it's been delayed because they're going to try to uh, port it to other platforms. Oh, okay. I'll still play it on Switch. Which would be great. I See, we don't have a Switch. Uh, I, I wish I had one, but at this point, the next thing is probably closer to coming out that i would right. rather just wait on that yeah but uh but yeah i would i would love to have one i'm not super hip to playing like intense games on my phone yeah. where there's a lot of detail and um yeah. texture to it 
And part of the reason I'll just be honest with you is I'm 48 years old and I don't see as well as I used to. So even with a decent size phone, it's like, oh, I got to put reading glasses on. Oh, these aren't strong enough. And uh, yeah, it's just I would rather have a slightly bigger viewing experience. Struthers with his like new phone to play this game. and It's like three by two. Yeah, it's a 65-inch TV. <laughs> that he put in his with, pocket. Yeah, that I just put on my back. <laughs> Good times. Eric? Yes. Um, I can't get used to hearing your voice not at, like, times two speed. Oh, oh you listen to it fast, okay. too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, not me. Yeah, yeah I would listen. Like that. I'm glad you told him. Oh, no, I listen <laughs> to podcasts at fast speed all the time i would never have the time to listen to the podcast i do listen to if i couldn't yeah. listen to them at accelerated speed and axel i don't know if you've ever heard me tell this story but i had been listening to podcasts like that basically since day one and with the exception of music podcasts because yes. then it's it comes it off no it's sense. not a very good experience but uh the very first podcast i was ever on for a star wars podcast because i'd been on music podcasts before was uh, the Star Wars Underworld. They used to do these Patreon shows for their Patreon members. It would okay. be all... Uh, so we did one during Star Wars Celebration London. Okay. Uh, however many years ago that was. Right. And I'll never forget it because I was doing this residency in Branson, Missouri, which is like the Redneck Riviera, they call it, where it's all these country music shows, except I was doing this rock show. Uh, during the summer, and that's where I was at. And I had listened to the podcast at double speed for so long that when I was talking, I was talking like this right here, and I was like, oh, man, yeah, I saw the live stream today, blah, 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 because that's what I expected it to sound like. <laughs> but with the SWU, they do it because they stream it live. Uh -huh. They play the theme live and everything. And if you're on an episode, happen to guest on one where they're, they're, they had an interview with somebody that they pre-recorded, you sit there with your microphone muted for 15 minutes <laughs> while you listen to it. But it was funny because the theme started and I was like, what the What's hell is this? this? Did, did I drink too much cough medicine before this started? <laughs> Everything that sounded like this. Uh -huh. it, yeah, it was very weird to be like that. Yes. Uh I'm just looking at, the, like, as we're talking, I'm still looking at the pictures of the Hunters people. And it has come to my attention that one of these Wookiees alternate costume, I think he is using Super Battle Droid arms as weapons. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. That's pretty rad. I'm about it. About that. Yeah, line. I would love to play it. Uh, one of these characters, Imara Vex, is showing up in the Crimson Rain series right now, by the way, if you're reading comics. And you could probably tune in because I think I'm going to like I'm going to tap King Tom to come talk to me about that. Because that's another one of those like 30 issue kind of crossover things. Uh huh. So I'm going to be like, well, I know who read it. King Tom. Uh, so when I'm ready to talk uh, Crimson Rain, I'm talking to King Tom about it. Uh, this was also the Bad Batch season two. We got the Bad Batch season two trailer and panel. I didn't make it to the panel. Uh, but the trailer was fire. Omega yeah, has a little it hat. Absolutely was awesome. We got Gunji. Yeah, that's cool too. 
I was really surprised that they didn't, you know, typically what it's been with Star Wars animation. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, and hell, they did it with uh, uh, Tales of the Jedi is that you get to see an episode or two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's how it was for Resistance mm-hmm. at the uh, uh, Celebration. Chicago? Chicago, I guess, panel. And, yeah, it, that's what I expected it to be like. Or maybe they, I think maybe even Orlando they had it. Okay. How that worked? The, I don't Orlando, remember. We definitely saw an episode of Rebels season four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was we were at that one. Yeah, I got to see that. That was killer. Yeah. Uh. So so yeah, they didn't have a full episode. They did show an extended sequence. Yeah. From an episode, which is really cool, and Omega. It, I don't know. It's just cool to see her story progress. I can't remember how much time they said passed between the end of season one and this first episode of season two. Do you uh, remember, Sal? No, I don't. I didn't see the panel, so I don't know. Uh, and that's another thing, just real quick. Like the big panels, generally, like in the past, they've streamed them a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And this year, they didn't seem to do that on the Star Wars live stage that much. Like they did a couple of them. But they didn't do like all of them. Like I went back through the live streams and, you know, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to miss that panel. Well, I'll go back to the live stream and watch it. And I was combing through these live streams being like, I, 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 it's not here, sir. Yeah, where, people were people were really disappointed that it wasn't that on was Star Wars YouTube channel. Yeah, And uh, I'm not sure what that was about, why like, they didn't do yeah. it. And like they've always done like a little bit of the sneaky stuff like. You know, like I, I expected them not to show me the cool Mando 3 stuff since they made a big deal of keeping it all secret, right? Right. Saw it anyway. Yeah. But um, but I want to see it good. Yeah. Yeah. But, which is why I don't understand why they, why, they, why they don't just hand it over. Like, we've yeah. already seen it. Why can't we just see it better? You know? <laughs> I, I want to see it better, but I don't so, know. So, yeah. Steel actually had tweeted about that. And I'm trying to remember... Who it was, what creative it was, somebody replied with a screen grab of that person's tweet. And it was possibly for some other franchise, not Star Wars. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. which I'm, this is really great podcasting is my non-information. Mm-hmm. But it was great. somebody who's Perfect. a big deal. But their whole point was, I understand what you're saying, but here's the thing. We have this done where we don't have like all of the special effects work complete the way we want Mm -hmm. and it's cool to show you guys this in the room but what it's not ready for is frame by frame extended scrutiny yeah yeah and i get that that makes sense and i could see why they would want to avoid that yeah no i understand that and i I also i mean i don't quite understand it but i get the idea of them being like let's give them something special people that came here like i get that but i'm also like hey uh people that are not here like star wars too (laughs) Right. Like, so I get that too, but um, I don't know. But I mean, like, as far as the rest of the panel, like, in the past, they've done things where they've been like, hey, we're streaming the panel. And then they sort of black it out while they show the exclusive stuff, right? Right. I, I, I would take that too. Where's that? <laughs> like, yeah. I can't even watch the rest of the panel. Like, okay, fine. You want to keep the footage secret? If that's your choice, that's your choice. But hey, I, what if I want to hear what, uh, you know, what Moff Gideon has to say about him getting in makeup or whatever, <laughs> riding around with a dark saber. Um, I, I like to hear the the people talk about the things they create, and it makes me excited. Yeah, and same. Even if I'm not in the room, you know. And London, that's a really good example because London was like 
ever since Anaheim, they've been doing a really good job of those live streams. Like ever since that Star Wars show live stage and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first one that like most of the big panels, they did not stream like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say they did a really good job of like their own stage. Like seemed very like they had a lot of really like they had, you know, like tomorrow Morrison came out on their stage and it was like a really cool like they gave everybody time in a really good way. Even though I didn't get to see the panels, I was like, oh, man, I didn't get to see him talk about whatever in episode two. But I got to saw him come and like uh, do a haka on stage for a couple of minutes over at the Star Wars live stage. That was pretty cool. And then I right. got to jump. Yeah. And Axel was in the background somewhere waving his hands and jumping no, up and jumping. down. Yeah. Being like, whoop, doo, 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 bo, 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 no, I was just jumping up straight now. Oh, I would have been like, whoop, whoop. But Bad Batch, I'm really looking forward to. You know, you know us. We fans of Star Wars animation. They announced a volume two of Visions that's coming from like around the world. They're like all these places, Japan, India, UK, California. I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. I I I want to see um, like the thing I'm looking forward to the most in in animation. Don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to Visions season two but i've really the bad batch is where it's at for me yeah yeah like i love like i really like visions for what it is and to be honest visions is something that i go back to quite a bit because sometimes i'm just sitting down i'm like well i got 10 minutes you know like i can put on a bit you know what let me just put on you know the duel or you know half an episode of it like and i'll just watch a little piece of visions um usually it's the duel like I tend to rewatch that more just because I love the music and the sound design of the lightsabers in that episode in particular is so dope. Yeah. And after I read that book that I really like, it like it works backwards. Like, because I like that book so much, I want to go back and see those characters again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll be. Yeah. I, that's weird, though. Now that you mention it, I realize that's something I haven't gone back to much. Mm-hmm. Which is a bummer because it's great. And, you know, that was my little girl. She's recently discovered anime. Nice. And so for her, she thought that was really cool. And her favorite episode was, uh, I can't even think of the name of it, but it's the one where uh, The Bride, that's what it was Prince, called. Uh, Village Bride. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. She loved that one, but especially, specifically because she loved the character design of F. The Jedi. The Jedi whose name is F. Yeah. I don't know. Super gangster though. The mute that, that that's another one where like the music is phenomenal in that episode. Um Yeah, so that's like but I, I find myself going back to it just because that's like the sort of thing where I'll have breakfast and I oh no, I only got ten minutes. You know what I mean? So like right. oh I can't quite fit in a whole episode of Rebels or whatever TV show I'm watching at the time. Oh I can't I don't want to do t- ten minutes of Under the Banner of Heaven. So let me just you know, I'll just watch, uh, you know, The Village Bride or La Pinocho real quick. Yeah, oh, I love La Pinocho too. Yeah, that one's good too. There, there's some really, really good ones. Like Liz's favorite is La Pinocho and The Village Bride. My favorite is The Village Bride and The Duel. Lizzie's favorite is T.O.B. 1. Um, I like that one too. Yeah, Axel's not about that anime life, so he's like, eh. Yeah, he's like, only canon for me. <laughs> Uh, they had a Marvel Comics thing. Most of the stuff they talked about is stuff that already came out. That 25th issue of 
which is like Charles Sewell is celebrating over a hundred issues that he's written for Star Wars stuff. And he sort of like revisits some of his characters. Like that issue dropped last week and it just has like four short stories, you know, one of Anakin and Obi-Wan, one of Vader and Primper, one of Poe and Black Squadron, one of Kylo and his people. And it is, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty short. I mean, they're all short stories, but it is, it's nice to see him like touch on some of the things like since then, like the Poe one in particular, I really like because it's like after episode nine. So they're like dealing with the loss of a member. Yeah. Uh, so that, that it's, it's well done. It's nice to see them be able to dive in a little bit more. Uh, they announced a visions comic. And since then they have shown us like the cover and it's not going to be an adaptation. It's going to be like a new story. So I'm like, uh, of, of the, the Ronin. So I'm like, dude, that's the, uh, so far that's one is the gift that keeps on giving. Actually that I'm actually excited for. Ronin was good. The Ronin is so dope. <laughs> that book I really like. But that world is really confusing. Yes, totally. Apparently Sith are good people. I don't know about that. Or Sith are not. Sith are just for, for, force users. Axel didn't read the book. No, but you told me about the book. <laughs> I did explain to you a little bit. Uh, yeah, man. So that, then you guys had like a party. on. What, what was your was your thing? Sunday yeah. night? Like cause yeah, you guys so kicked it all that last day, right? Yeah, so Sunday night. Araj had put together a party at his house and um, it was, you know, he kind of limited seating sort of thing. He rented a party bus and uh, people met to at a certain place to get on that and get a ride out there. Cause you know, he lives a, not a super long way away right. from the convention center, but far enough. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a really cool time, man. It was chill. Just everybody hanging out. Everybody was really cool. For the well, for the most part, and <laughs> it was it was fun. It was fun to just yeah. hang out away from the convention center and away from a lot of crowds, and uh, it was really good. And I was thankful that he was he and Lorena were willing to open up their home for that yeah. sort of thing. But hey, I appreciate y'all for listening to the podcast. You can't come over. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's that was super super cool. And he was hitting me. He's like, "Hey, dude, you better be coming." And I'm like, "Dude." Like, I got to go straight back to work. Like, I barely got these three days off here. Um, you know, so I can't, you know, so I wasn't able to, to make that thing. But uh, that was something that I would have been able, that I would have been happy to, like, come kick it with you guys. You know, every now and then he has little get together, you know, like he had a, was it the baby's like first birthday or something that just passed? So we were over there for that. Uh, basically kicking it with Randy. Yes. <laughs> My people. Wait, but we didn't see them at all. Uh, you know what it was? It was the baby shower for the other baby. That's yeah. what it was, There's yeah. There's a whole other baby coming. But Les wasn't there. Les was there. No, he was not. Am I tripping? Yes. Yeah, he was. When? 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 He was there at the baby shower. Oh, wait, at the baby shower. Mm -hmm. At the baby shower. I just said that. The one where there was like a bouncy house. Yes. He was not there. He was totally there. No, he wasn't. Mm -hmm. He was He was. He sat, he talked with us a little bit, but he was sitting somewhere else. But he was totally I there. didn't see him. Yeah, he did. No, I didn't. You just forgot. No. Anyway. Uh, so the next things that are coming, Andor, The Bad Batch, and Tales of the Jedi. Those are the three things we're getting before the end of the year. I'm mad excited about it. Then next year, it's like even more stuff, but I'm not even going to dive into Disney Plus stuff right now because, you know, this is this is good times. I, I had a lot of fun at Celebration. It was really nice to see everybody. And like, I always love the, uh, uh, 
you know, like when they put together the little closing video of all the stuff they shot. Right. Spoilers. I'm in it. <laughs> nice. You know, you can see us rocking around in our little Jedi stuff. <laughs> Salut. Oh, you know, one thing we didn't mention on Sunday was on the podcast stage. Oh yeah, that uh, Star Wars Geek Girl. Yeah, was that, and that was a really good, really good panel, man. Yeah, that was good times, man. And like everybody was like showed up, like you guys and Araj and uh, like I think uh, you can listen to that on StarWarsGeekGirl.com on, on their uh, podcast feed if you're not subscribed. Uh, I was very happy to go and sing the intro song live, <laughs> and Axel stood in because Lizzie was like still in school, so she wasn't able to come to the uh, celebration either. Which sucks, but it was good to see. We actually hung out with uh, Mike and Zoe a lot, like, that weekend. They gave me a droid arm. Oh, yeah, they sent you a droid arm, so, like, I told you we should just paint it red, and then, like, you just dress up as Ezra, and then people are like, what's that about? Like, and you'll just be like, oh, you probably didn't recognize me because of this red arm. That would just be funny. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no takers? All right. That that joke's just the gift that keeps on giving right bad. there. It's not bad. Say it. Uh... Yeah, man. It was it was a good time. It was really good to see a lot of people. It was really good to get together. We uh, like even Liz suited. I think Saturday was the day that we dressed up as rebels. Yeah. So like we got Axel. Axel, he was able to wear his helmet with season three Ezra for the first time. Like by the time I finished his helmet, like a year or two ago, he had already outgrown the costume. And then like (laughs) COVID hit. So it was no rush to remake a costume. Right. So he's like been messing around with the helmet, but he hasn't been able to do the full all out thing. But I took it to school. Yeah, so he, like, took it to school and impressed his homies with it. But, um, you know, now that he, like, has the costume, he was able to put it on with the helmet and have his lightsaber and, like, go the full nine, you know. So now, you know, we're working on our little, like, improvements and getting our stuff ready for whatever we do next, uh, which is not going to be Celebration London. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's a tough one. And I'll tell you, I... The trip was so emotional because, you know, seeing friends and being able to spend time with people that you haven't been able to be around in so long. And then uh, they announced that it's in London and that it's on Easter weekend. And then, as if that wasn't enough, uh, tickets went on sale really quick after that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, geez, I started immediately getting like... uh, FOMO and jealousy and sadness that I wasn't going and it sold out in no time flat. Yeah, that was uh it went fast and then also like I I don't get like possessive cuz I'm like hey dude it was just in my backyard. I get it. You know, who's going to be happy? Somebody that lives in London that couldn't make this one. Like right. you know, you go ahead, man. Have y'all fun. Uh I'm going to live stream what I can. <laughs> You know, I'll be happy when I see the trailers at home. Like last time it was London. You can ask, uh, you can ask the family. I literally was like doing the live stream all day or like when, you know, whenever I was home, I was like, okay, like we're having dinner. Hey, uh, there, uh, it looks like in London, they're doing the such, such panel right now. I'm going to watch the live stream, you know? And it was a rogue one panel where somebody said something they shouldn't. That was good times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was the last one that was in London. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that one was (laughs) deleted. Did you know that Dave knows? Uh, I'm just going to say yes. But he knows, so that's crazy. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's like, you know, everybody's always asking me, like, where's Ezra? Where's Ezra? No, 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 no. no. That's no? not how it happened. Oh, okay. Okay. Someone yelled out from the audience, where's Ezra? Okay, it wasn't you? 
No, it wasn't. Okay, that's fair. This time. Not this time. Yeah, we did go to uh, the day. It wasn't the day we did Rebels. I think it was Friday. Uh, there was a like Rebels costume get together. Like where they all like all the cosplayers came. And like we showed up even though we weren't dressed as Rebels. Oh, that's cool. Uh, just to like check it out. We took some pictures and it was like so dope. Like I love all the Rebels love. I still, you know, to this day, I still think Rebels is one of my favorite. Like Rogue One's my favorite movie. But Rebels, I think, is still my favorite Star Wars. Uh, it, it that personally. the entire series is great, and you know I've was given it a rough time there for a while, and it was more based on the way they were releasing the episodes when they were first airing, right? Because they would you'd have this amazing trailer, and then they would release two episodes, and then it was ten weeks, and then you'd get another one, and it's like, you know, if you can watch this show concurrently to where every episode doesn't have to, like, carry the weight of the world on its shoulder because you're not getting another one for a good solid while, it's so much better. Yeah, yeah. And uh, because as a story, it's very coherent and very good. It's uh, emotional and well told. Yeah. So if you haven't, and I mean, of course, I can't imagine anybody listening to this show who hasn't watched Rebels. But if you're a holdout and you haven't given it a fair shake watch it just sit down when you have time to like watch the first say four or five episodes one after the other yeah uh and like it's weird like and i know it's like my experience with the show i think is so different than most people's experience because it's so tied to our family and like the kids growing up like right there's so much in that show that like i don't think any star wars is ever going to be able to give us you know, uh, short of whatever the evolution of those characters is. You know what I mean? Like, the kids grew up with those characters. So whatever comes next, they're they're going to grow up with that too. You know what I mean? Like, they're still growing. Uh, the next time we see Ezra, he's going to be grown. And Axel right. might be grown too. Damn. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't think, like, I understand that it's my favorite thing. And I also understand that, like, that comes from the idea of how how woven that show is to my family's growth and togetherness and all that. Um, so, you know, I get it if it's not your favorite, but it's never not going to be my favorite. I'm pretty sure. I don't think any other star Wars thing is going to do what it did for us. What are you doing? Everything here is rebels. Oh, we're looking around your room now. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> not dirge. He's a uh, clone wars. Look behind you. Yeah, well, I know the Rebels Wall. Okay. This is great podcasting, by the way. Um, all right, man. I guess we're going to let you go to sleep, East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's late 30 yeah, yeah. here, man, uh, in the central time zone. Celebration was a great time. I was glad to see you. I was glad to kick it with you. I was glad to have some conversations with you and King Tom and Emily Lind and other cats that I don't get to see very often. Not to mention other local people that I just ain't seen in a minute because we ain't dressed up in Star Wars running around with lightsabers swinging plastic sticks in a minute. Um, but yeah, but even like some of the creatives like, uh, you know, Tales of the Jedi, uh, Amy Ratcliffe was doing the like moderating, hosting the panel, you know. So, you know, I, 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 we kicked it with her on the Halcyon and it was nice to see her and I That's haven't seen cool. her since then. But like, you know, she used to live locally, so. 
we used to see her every now and then. I did not see her husband and she didn't see me, but I was like, you go over there on stage. You rock and or roll. Um, it's cool to see Ash Crossan got to host uh, a big panel there. Yeah, she did the Mando the Mando one, right? Well, yeah. yeah. And since then, she hosted something at uh, San, San Diego, Diego. Comic-Con, yeah. too. Good on her, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. San Diego, like, like I said, some of the stuff, I threw in a few of the things like that they had talked about, which was some of the covers, which you can't see on this podcast, but I was happy to see. It's just like James Hetfield's Metallica thingy, but except I have a... Uh, yeah, it's just like that. Uh, it's the Boba Fett prototype symbol. Right here. Uh-huh. Just you know like how that. he has like the M from Metallica on his... Oh, on his little hand? Yeah. On his guitar playing fist? Yeah, on his chugging. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess that's it. We're gonna call it. <laughs> Unless you got anything else. I... No. Just beat Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. Um, so I'll be doing a podcast about that, which is a video game. Axel, you haven't messed with Lego Star Wars in I a have, minute, huh? Did you 100% it yet? I video games in general. I, have, like, I stopped huh? playing video games. You ain't been messing around. You've been too busy, dude. I haven't even been busy. I've just been playing guitar and just like... Oh, well, that's busy. That's busy, man. Yeah. Busy. yeah. Get them shredding practice in. Yeah, man. And then when you want to rest, go play some Lego Star Wars right, and dude. work the thumbs a little bit. Then get back and work your four fingers. Dude, Four Horsemen is a crazy hard song, and God. Yeah, just keep practicing, man. Apparently, it's up and down picking. It's not just down picking. Can, mm-hmm. can you believe that? Yes, I can totally believe that. And then you have to stop palm muting uh-huh. when you go. No, I know how the song works. I got it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I understand what you're saying. Solo was a whole different thing. You don't have to explain it to me, brother. Yeah, yeah. Gotta explain it to somebody. Yeah. Explain it. You don't need to explain it to Struthers either. <laughs> and it's interesting because it's like a that dunka 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 dunka. It 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 feels almost like a shuffle. Yeah. Even though it's not, it's uh, it's really cool. That's a that's a cool tune, man. Yeah. And if you ever get a chance, listen to the song, uh, "The Mechanics" by Megadeth strikingly similar as in it's the exact same song except about a thousand times faster in different lyrics <laughs> you know Good i times. think uh dave was like trying to make his voice too deep like, you take in i forgot what he says but not a fan of a... you take a mortal man and put him in control and tell this line watch him become a god <laughs> hey man he sold some albums so you know right. it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy it, but you know, you know people did. He did amend to his old wounds with Metallica, and I think that's cool that you right. know. I saw that movie too. Went over. Oh wait, you really saw the movie? Yes. All right. Well, I'm on the first episode right now. Oh, this episodes? Um, on back Netflix, when I saw it, it was just like a movie. Part one and part two. Anyway, we're gonna let Eric go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we could go off of Metallica for another two hours. <laughs> oh yeah, man, that right. would be open up a whole other can of worms. Hey, listen to an episode. Go check out the uh, Bad Motivators Patreon. For an episode of That's Metal, where me and Eric talk Master of Puppets, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. It was a, such a good time. Good time and such dude. a great album. What's not to love? Yeah. It's nothing. The answer is nothing, sir. That's right. Because it is yeah. perfect. Dude, it is right. absolutely perfect. Hey, do you like Clone Troopers? I have a song for you. It's called Disposable Heroes. Yeah. Good That's time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very fitting. Hey. Well, guys, thanks for having me on, man. I, I I love you dudes. This was a really good time, and I appreciate the invite. And I'm sorry it took me so long to like actually make it happen. 
Nah, dude. Good times. Uh, like I say, you were one of the highlights of our celebration. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, everybody uh, keep working on Four Horsemen, and uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> hey, it's a podcast. And that's how I end it, because I'm not on a podcast. I'll put a song on it. Yeah.